JMV here with Brian Kahn from Floors to Your Home. Fans, if you're shopping for flooring of any kind, you need to check these guys out. You're going to have the most incredible, totally hassle-free shopping experience ever. JMV, we really appreciate you saying that. That's our goal every day, to offer our customers a quick, easy, and hassle-free experience at all of our Floors to Your Home locations. Fans, it works like this. You see the product you like. It's going to be cheaper than anywhere else. That's for sure. Then you can immediately take it home with you or have it installed. That's right. No hassle, no special order. Just see it, buy it, and take it home, or have it installed. Like three rooms of hardwood, laminate, or waterproof flooring starting at just 349 and they have everything in stock. I'm doing my whole house, and believe me, this is the best shopping experience you'll ever have. Three convenient locations, Avon, Noblesville, and Brookville Road. Who gives the quickest, easiest, and most hassle-free buying experience? Floors to your home. That's who. What in the hell do you think you're doing? Hey, John Boy. I'm telling you straight, it's my way or the highway. So anybody wants to walk, do it now. Hey, everybody, we're all going to get late. And again, it's picked up. It's Darius Leonard. A pick six for the Maniac. Touchdown, I-N-D-Y. Yes, sir. Yeah. Oh, oh the thickest double time. Miles Turner. Yeah. John, I have never been better to be on the air with you here in Indianapolis, a place where so many of my dreams have come true. The Ride with JMV on 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. Let me tell you this. I I love what we do on Thursdays. I really do. I love being out in general, but I love doing what we do, and I love uh, stopping at new places, Uh, new and especially original places. And we find ourselves today at Kipp's Pub in Castleton, uh, right off of Allisonville Road up here. Is it easy to find? We would love to see everybody out here. But let me tell you this. So I walk in and Wendy shows me a lot of things and they got all these pool tables. I mean, state of the art pool tables, pool tournaments and leagues and such up here. Um, and then she showed me they have an, an aquarium, I guess, is what it is. That houses. So they're in the process of training hermit crabs. And I say training, right? They're just like sleeping. Like I would sometimes I would rather trade with the hermit crab i'd like to be searching for my shell in there and they'd be out here um you know talking about you know a colt's loss or something like that right but they have hermit crabs here in which we are trying to find names for they're going to have a racing league of hermit crabs up here i think that's on me sorry brother but it's awesome so honestly I would love to see you up here. We always do, but we would love to see you up here. Week eight of our Larcity Bourbon Locks and Luna Azul Tequila Shots. Again, from Kipp's Pub is our location in Castleton, and they have brought out the spreadability. The Winchulers spreadability is up here on display. So, A, just get out of work early on this Thursday. Honestly, you got us both today and tomorrow. Get out of work early and join us up here at Kipp's Pub, and we will have a a blast as usual with our Larceny Bourbon Locks and Luna Azul Tequila Shots. Brent Halverson will let you in on a number of these samples. And again, 
This is our sample. I know what you think about in terms of samples. What you think about a sample might be and what Brent provides week in and week out is completely different. So we would love to see you up here at Kip's Pub. It is original. It is unique. And it is a great Thursday afternoon to be here. Also, Pacer fans, we'll start right here. Uh, night number one for the Pacers last night. And honestly, I know what you were thinking. At the end of that first quarter, when the Pacers gave up 39, and my Twitter X account was inundated with, hey, they really fixed this defense. Hey, this defense is awful. Hey, this defense. And I agree to the Washington Wizards, that was bad news, giving up 39. But you have to give them credit because when it really counted, in quarter number two, quarter number three, and then obviously in the fourth quarter, they were running away and hiding. But 29 and 28, which is in the neighborhood of what I would expect. So 29, 28. The other thing they did early in that game is consistently turn the ball over, and they stopped doing that as well. And I don't know if you're going to consistently this season see the, the depth come alive as it did last night. And it did. All you have to do is look at the numbers. You had two players that posted double figures in both points and assists, and one off the bench being Andrew Nemhard. And I know, I want to remind everybody that Washington is likely going to be one of the worst in the NBA, but I will also remind you when you have a start of the season at home and that's the type of team that you get, that's the type of game that we should see. That's what you should do. I mean, you really do leave no doubt. And it was fun as hell to watch. And that's the difference to me. Everybody always talks about entertaining losses. That was an entertaining win. And then doing to a team in a fashion in which you should do to that particular team. So Tyrese Halliburton had 20 and 11. That's 11 assists. I mentioned, too, off the bench, Andrew Nimhart in 22 minutes had 12 points and 10 assists. They were in double figures across the board. For example, in the starting lineup, Bruce Brown, who came over via free agency, had 24, 6 of 8 from 3. Uh, Benedict Matherin is the starter now, 18 points, 6 of 15 from the floor, 2 of 6 from distance. Obi Toppin in a trade, 19 minutes, he had 11 points. Miles Turner in 23 minutes had 11 points and 8 rebounds. Uh, also struggled with some fouls there. Uh, off the bench, uh, you had Jalen Smith, 13 points as he looked strong, especially in the first half right there. And it just looks like the type of team that people thought that they were going to get. Now, granted, the Washington Wizards, I'm not going to get too far over it here because obviously it's October and it's the Wizards, but it was fun as hell to watch. I mean, honestly, you start in that second quarter when they put the second unit in, actually the end of the first going into the second, the second unit came in and really I thought nailed things down. Buddy Heald knocked down some threes. But it was an incredibly enjoyable product to watch. And at the same time, they got a win. And they played a brand of basketball that we often see now. 
that equates to fun and winning. Now, there are a lot of things we can talk about that you have to do better. Make no mistake about that. And that is you need to hope to be able to do something better with that defense because you're not going to find often teams. For example, Saturday in Cleveland, that's going to be a different set of circumstances. They have one of the elite, close to elite types of players in the backcourt. Actually, too, if you want to talk about both um, – you know, you, you get uh, Donovan Mitchell and you get Garland in that backcourt. That's pretty good. Now, I don't know Garland's health at the end of, of the preseason. I think he was sitting things out, but Cleveland's legit. Cleveland also plays with a couple of big dudes and Jared Allen and Evan Mobley. But that is going to be a good early road measuring stick against a team that went into the postseason last year and had a very good Eastern Conference regular season record. But it was all about last night. We'll talk to Kristen Neri coming up at the bottom of the hour regarding that. It was fun to watch. It was a juiced-up Gambridge Fieldhouse. And the Pacers against a team that they should have delivered in the fashion in which they should have. 143-120 was that final. We can certainly talk about that if you like. A number of Colts players missing from practice as of yesterday. We'll go over that and then some with Mike Chappell coming up here in the 5 o'clock hour. And, of course, our Larceny Bourbon Locks and Luna Azul Tequila Shots. I may keep this ongoing for a little bit, maybe talking about the NBA, maybe talking about college football, you know, getting ready for the Saints and the Colts because I don't want to go over exactly how I did last week. Um, I didn't look, honestly. I just kind of felt these things, like when you're really good, sometimes you feel it. Most of the times you don't when, and I don't know, maybe this is just me. When you really suck, that is something I feel and I go, yeah, I don't know if I want to look at this. So I've been holding off introducing our betting analyst, Brent Halverson of Heaven Hill Distillery for a while because I felt tremors in the force over the weekend. And then through Monday that my selections, I talked a bunch of junk. I did. And I tell you, I went with a lot of home favorites last week. And I talked a bunch of junk about how good I had been through the first month and a half of the season. But I also told you that with the way that I work and the way that karma works with me, I knew it was going to beat me down at some point. And karma, I believe, ended up beating me down. So... Love having him on the show, but I hate to go here right now. Brent Halverson, our betting analyst, joins us. Was I right in feeling that maybe I did not have the best of weekends in week number seven? Well, that's something you got right, John, because it wasn't the picks <laughs> last week. Uh, I, and I think it's the worst weekend I've ever had, honestly. It was, uh, wasn't pretty. It no. wasn't pretty. You and Nally tied uh, with the same record, though, so if that tells you... Anything. I don't know if that makes me feel good or not. You know, now he's usually on it, but yeah. you know, he's been on the uh, he's been on the uh, IR for a while, <laughs> so I, I kind of write that off right. for him. Uh, you, however, you did you did bring it up. You talked about it. You I said, did. You know, hey, I'm, I knew I was terrible. I'm, I'm, I'm yes. doing great, and I'm going after it now. I got a lot of favorites. Well, oh, I talked junk. I told everybody, hey, this is my year. This is my year to finally get out there and do something I hadn't done at this level in a while. But I also mentioned to you last week and Nally. 
that I knew it was going to come back and haunt me. Evidently, it did. Dogs barked a little louder than uh, what <laughs> you thought they would last mm-hmm. week, um, John. They did. So, they did. You know, uh, I, uh, last week you went four and nine. Four and nine. Four See, and I nine. thought I thought I was worse than that. I thought I was a two win. No. Hey, hey, well, then you're you're doing better than you thought. Four and nine, but five games under five hundred in a week. I think I was three above last week and two above the week prior to that. I'd been living pretty large here. You're actually right at 500 now. Uh, you're sitting yeah. at uh, 5150. Got a lot of work to do. Little Van Halen. So yes, exactly. So I, I, that's problematic for me. I knew it was going to be problematic. How did you do? I went six and seven, so I was a notch under 500 last week. But uh, uh, that was ugly. Uh, yeah, you were four nine. I went six and seven. Now he went four nine. And uh, again, it was uh, we, we have some crazy. Games, what was the though, trend right? right there too? Was it the the? I mean, you said a lot of dogs at the barking. And I took a lot of favorites. Was that the catastrophe that I had there, or was there some other trend that I'm unaware of? That was pretty much it. I mean, you know, we had some of those big favorites lose, right. of course. But, uh, uh, yeah, those those little dogs bark. You know, like the Bears. So I had the Bears. You guys had Las Vegas. Yeah. Bears look like a, a Super Bowl team against the, yes. the struggling Vegas team out there. Uh, you know, the, uh, the, the Colts. The Colts covered, right? They lost the game. You had Cleveland in that right. one. But right. uh, they didn't cover it. It was a three-and-a-half point cover. spread on that. Yes. So, you know, it's just at that game. point you might as well go ahead and win it, Colts, and then then don't let they the NFL have. screw you in the process. Well, that's the thing. which they did. That was that which was the, and I, again, I don't care, and I know we're past it now. You got to move on, and we all can't be whiny babies. But if something like that screws up and costs you, you normally bring it up if it's a player. You normally bring it up if it's a coach. So if it is a thrower of the flag, if it's an official, then we're also going to bring that up. I think that's fair and square. It is fair. There were a couple bad yes. calls. You saw Ursay come out and talk about it, too. I mean, yes. that's uh, he's calling for Justified change. my whining and crying. Thank you very much. <laughs> that's right. That yes. is right. That is correct. Yeah, it was a wild week, though. We had a uh, we saw a lot of craziness, a lot of upsets. Again, a lot of dogs barking. Um, you look to that to get right maybe coming up soon, right? We, you know, we watched the first uh, four or five games. Yep. You kind of get a good feel what's going on. But then you just get some upside down stuff. And, and uh, you know, look at the 49ers, right? Like, uh They've lost two in a row. They were looking. They were and then Brock Purdy's in a situation, and now all it took was that, and and plus a a little bit of a concussion type of situation for Brock Purdy. Now you go from hey, this guy is a great game manager, and look what he has around him. To well, wait a minute, is this the guy? I mean, it's taken him two weeks. It's been Cleveland and it's been Minnesota, and now the question mark is regarding their quarterback. You know, a lot of that, and I think a lot of people have talked about it too, is Debo Samuel. I mean, what he does for that team and that protection blanket, right? For, yes. Uh, to give Purdy. And, and, and without Debo, that's kind of really shown some, uh, shown some holes. You know, he just hasn't looked as good. But, you know, one, it doesn't, one player doesn't make the team. I think mean, there's a lot there. I think you got a little bit comfortable with him. Uh, but, uh, you know, again, McCaffrey was in there. He, he looked good. We didn't know if he was going to go. A lot of injuries this year that have really kind of kept us on the edge of the seat until, until yeah. 30 or 90 minutes before the game to find out if they're playing or not. So, and that's going to be one of the uh, cases this week. With Brock Purdy, see if he clears that uh, pro- concussion protocol. That is uh, Brent Halverson, Heaven Hill Distillery, our Larceny Bourbon Locks, and Luna's Old Tequila Shots. Week number eight is from Kip's Pub. If you're anywhere near the northeast side and around Castleton, join us up here. If you're watching via the Windshield or Spreadable Cheese Lounge, that is YouTube Live here, come up and join us. Fantastic place. If you like pool, I can play you guys in a game of pool, too. I haven't played in a while, but I think I'm – Good enough to be able to do. I mean, hell, we got one right outside our our studio uh, in downtown when I'm in studio, I should say. But 
We'd love to see you up here. We've got our samples from the Heaven Hill Distillery, obviously, Larceny Bourbon, Luna Azul Tequila, Elijah Craig, Evan Williams, all of that up here with you. Brent Halverson, JMV, until 6 o'clock coming up later on tonight. I mentioned Kristen Neri, bottom of the hour, uh, regarding the Pacers last night getting off to that start. 1-0 with the 143-120 win over the Washington Wizards. And it looked like it was a great time to be had by all. And I know you guys said, hey, how bummed are you that McConnell now's minutes has been squeezed out of the rotation? For the time being, that is going to be correct. But mark my words, there will be a moment. There will be a moment when you say, okay, basketball guru, you're absolutely positively accurate with this group, with this crew, and nothing against anybody else. But there is going to be a defining moment where he's going to get back out there and get some of the off-the-bench minutes again, and you're going to go, wow, I'm really glad he's still on this team. I'm really glad he's to back that up and to re-energize a group that may be running out of gas here or there. Watch for it. And it may not be later on in the season. It may be a little bit earlier than you would expect. A guy like that, I'm sorry, is still incredibly invaluable. Anybody can get up for night number one. Anybody can. And everybody should. But it is when you get into those Wednesday nights in Charlotte or Wednesday night on the road in Atlanta. Can you sustain that? And what brings him to me, his value at his highest, is the fact that he brings it at that energized level every single night. And I'm telling you, at some point, you guys are, you thank me later. You guys will thank me and say, yeah, you know what? You're right about that. That is going to be necessary. Now you thought somebody's going to get squeezed out. I mean, we talked about yesterday all that depth. I think Kevin Bowen was on here with us yesterday saying depth this and depth that. And that's great. I mean, it is. But when guys feel they should be playing and want to play and they're not getting clock that can lead to some unhappiness. And that's exactly what you don't want with this team. So if somebody's going to get their time squeezed, that is going to be professional about it and be ready to go and give you that energy when he's inserted to get more minutes when it's necessary, you can trust that to be TJ McConnell. Again, invaluable for a team, a team with a lot of youth, a team that is maturing and is growing. So while bummed, yes, I can just tell you, he is going to be necessary and necessary at some point. All right, Daenerys coming up at the bottom of the hour. We'll talk with him about the Pacers last night. Cleveland on the schedule coming up. And the early portion of the season, which I have mentioned, I believe, to be incredibly important. Mike Chappell of CBS 4 and Fox 59. Colts injury situations. We'll get into the New Orleans Saints. New Orleans has been disappointing so far. They thought that they were getting a close to elite level, below elite level quarterback, more than steady Derek Carr, and it has not worked out that way thus far with the weapons they have in New Orleans. But still, as we have seen, an incredibly dangerous team. We'll talk to Mike about that. 
coming up in the 5 o'clock hour. Maybe a little bit of Anthony Richardson recovery type of news as well with Mike coming up in the 5 o'clock hour. But our Larceny Bourbon Locks and Luna's Old Tequila Shots comes at you in the 4 o'clock hour. Brent Halverson rejoins us right now. If you're looking at the Week 8 schedule, I know you're going over stuff right now. What jumps off the page? And let's try a different direction than what was just an awful week for me last week. What jumps off the page? Well, you know, looking at it like like first glance, right? It's 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 a, not a really sexy week at all. I mean, there's some there's, there's some, no sex there's some, see in it at some, all. No some swaggy stuff out uh, here. Can but, I give uh, you a great example tonight? Yeah, I one, yes. I I'm at a point now. What's up, Billy? Where I'm over Buffalo. I'm over, especially when they're supposed to be this up and down the field scoring team, and especially when they're nine point favorites. And they can barely win if they do win anyway. This game, to me tonight, is ultra dangerous because Buffalo's not anywhere in the vicinity where most thought that they were going to be, especially offensively right now. That is correct. However, this is the NFL, and this is what they, they – you, you look at the last week's game, how they performed mm-hmm. the week before, and that's how the betting public starts going after yes. it, right? That's when things switch in the NFL, right? So you see this big number of nine out here, and that num- that number has gone up. It actually was like eight, eight and a half, now up to nine. Um, you know, this is one of those things where the Bills come out and is this tonight? They they get right, you know. And Tampa's been hanging in there. They're sitting at three and three. They've been playing some decent ball, but you know, again, this is the, those Bills. You're right. They're not the the team that we thought they were. But again, a game like tonight and Thursday nights, we always say it. A lot of craziness happens, so we'll uh, you know we'll see what happens. It's a big number to start with, though. Yeah, yeah, obviously Buffalo Matt Milano's out, and that has been a struggle defensively for them. But you know this offense should have been much better than it is. If somebody needs maybe a trade deadline deal, we saw Kevin Byard going to the Eagles earlier this week defensively. But if any team out there needs to look at some sort of NFL trade deadline deal, you would think it would be Buffalo. Because they're just kind of muddling along to a pace in which I don't think a lot of people, Brent, expected. Yeah, they, they need to get some help, too. I mean, they're, they, they've got a couple big keys, right? I mean, I all know about Stephon Diggs. Gabe Davis, which, you know, Davis was hot the first five games of the year. In the last couple of weeks, he hasn't even really been involved. So, um, you know, they just haven't. Uh, they, they, that running game hasn't really stuck to them yet either. So, you know, they, they do need some help. But as far as games this week, I mean, I, I'm really interested to see this. Uh, that Rams-Cowboys, I think it's going to be a good game. Uh, a couple other ones, Jacksonville and Pittsburgh. Uh, you know, w- oddly enough, you wouldn't think Pittsburgh uh, would be uh, kind of in that conversation. But you start messing with them and picking and against them, and they bite you. And that's when they, that's bite, where you, they right? bite you, right? So yeah. I'm really looking forward to see that game. Will then, Levis in Tennessee. Will Are you Levis excited about that? You know, Tennessee's on a fire sale right now. So, <laughs> you know, I don't know who's, uh, who's all going to be really up for playing in that game. And that's tough, too, right? That's a little bit numbered. You know, Atlanta's yes. two and a half at Tennessee. Uh, the other game, I, I really, and we got a lot to hear on it yet, though, but the game of the week, I think, for me to see is going to be that Bengals 49ers game. Uh, is Purdy going to play? You know, again, we've got a, we've got a lot of unknowns there. Starting to see Burrow, who looked really, really bad, who's kind of come back. Bengals sitting at 3-3, three and three, 49ers at 5-2. and two. Uh, I think that's going to be the game of the week to watch for me. Bengals coming off a bye week. Coming off a bye week, too. So you've got, got T. Higgins yeah, back, yeah. who he hadn't done anything since week one, I believe. Uh, you know, so that's more firepower for Burrow. And he said he's feeling the best he's ever felt. So, you know, we'll see what happens there. But uh, tough to go against that uh, San Francisco defense. But again, uh, Purdy uh, going to wait to see what uh, comes out with this 
concussion protocol. That's Brent Halverson, everybody. Again, Kip's Pub. We're on the northeast side up in Castleton off of Allisonville Road. I've already told folks out there a variety of reasons as to why you need to stop at Kip's Pub today. I mean, we got the samples going with Heaven Hill Distillery, Luna Azul Tequila, Larceny Bourbon, all of that. We've got the spreadability with Wynn Schuler's in the house right here as well. Uh, the hermit crabs, the pool tables. What else are we talking well, about? Well, I tell you, we're, we're on a tavern tour, right? This is a combo. This is yeah. a tavern, Evan Williams tavern tour, and this is also a Larceny Lock, Loonsville Shot, all combo to one at Kip's Pub. And I'll tell you what, Kip's Pub, this place looks great. I mean, what you it guys look have done, um, you know, I've come to Kip's for many, many years, and to walk in and just see it shine like this, it looks beautiful in here. Um, hearing these hermit crab stories, I, I can't wait no, to get I love here hermit. I love crabs. Yeah, Seriously. Well, <laughs> There's only one crab I don't like. And you don't have one exactly. With yes, <laughs> I love hermit crabs. I love blue crab. I love the taste of blue crabs. But I, I grew up. I had some hermit crabs growing up. I'd go to Florida, come back. For some reason, I was talking to Wendy about it, and and somebody. I'm no pet person at all, but I was told back, you know, when I, I think I was around eight or nine when I had one in Greene County that you fed it peanut butter. Wow. But then I, they didn't have no idea that. So I probably killed it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not big on the uh, hermit be, crab yeah. uh, digestive system, but it doesn't seem like that'd be a good thing to. Forget. They have a hermit. Or they're going to have hermit crab racing coming up here. Too. That's what's exciting. That's yeah, what I want to hear awesome. more about. Yes. And uh, you know, maybe we can get involved and and do a big kickoff for it and do some uh, live hermit crab uh, announcings. How about that? I was talking with them, and if you guys either via the lounge, the Windshielders Lounge, YouTube Live, or listening out there, as you know me for a number of years, I'm a huge Richard Pryor fan. Richard Pryor, to me, is the greatest comedian of all time, bar none. And I mean by, to me, a long stretch. Um, Richard Pryor is the greatest. He did a stand-up film. And, and obviously, Live on Sunset Strip was awesome in 1981-82. In but in 83, he did one. And, and oddly enough, it was recorded live in New Orleans. And he was doing Here and Now. And he did a skit. I guess they served drinks. On the side, in water, they served a hermit crab, too. So you got a drink at this concert, the Richard Pryor concert, and a hermit crab. And they brought a hermit crab up to him. And he did uh, about a five-minute skit on it talking to him. And it was one of the greatest things ever. I mean, just completely off-the-cuff type of stuff. Just legendary Richard Pryor. <laughs> talking like that with a hermit crab. If you ever see Here and Now from Richard Pryor, Find that point in it. It is absolutely outstanding. And also what is notable about that, for those of you that love Richard Pryor like I do, that was one of those those motion pictures. You know, they 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 taped it to send it out via motion picture, and he got a back and forth dialogue going from a heckler. And nobody would shred a heckler in that type of situation better than Richard Pryor. It is outstanding. And I, I know that normally live in concert or live on Sunset Strip, they probably get more accolades than here and now. But, man, here and now is legit. So if you get a chance to check that out, you can report back to me on that regarding the uh, skit he did with the live hermit crab on stage. That's Brent Halverson right there, Kip's Pub. We need people, don't we? 9546 Allisonville Road, the legendary Kip's Pub. Come out and join us. We've got samples, and we've got a lot of goodness coming to, coming your way. We've got the spreadability as well. A shout-out to the Windschuler spreadability, which is here as well. You can join us. All right, Mike Chapel, 5 o'clock hour, our week eight selections after four. 
But on the other side, Chris Denary got the ball rolling literally with the Pacers. Valley Sports Indiana last night. 1-0 on the season with a 143-120 drubbing of the Washington Wizards. Chris Denary is going to join us coming up on the other side. Again, Allisonville Road, Kipps Pub. It's a Larcity Bourbon Locks, Luna Azul, Tequila Shots, Week 8, combined with a Tavern Tour stop. Brent Halverson, JMV, 93.5, The Fan. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. The Ride with JMV. You take drugs, Danny? Every day. Good. So what's the problem? I don't know. 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. Larceny Bourbon Locks, Luna Azul Tequila Shots, Tavern Tour Stop, Kipps Pub off of Allisonville Road, northeast side Castleton. Get here. I mean, legendary. I'll play some pool with you after the show, too. I haven't played pool in a while. I'll probably still whip your ass. Haven't played in a while. Kipps Pub. Larcy Bourbon Locks, Luna Azul Tequila Shots, and a shout-out to Win Schuler's spreadability here in front of us as well here with uh, the uh, sponsorship inside the lounge via YouTube Live. I'll get inside the lounge with you guys coming up in just a minute. Meantime, on the Andy Moore Automotive Group Hotline, he called that first Pacer win last night of the season against the Washington Wizards. And I'm sure we'll talk about after that win, Rick Carlisle reported earlier today and then solidified by the Pacers, signs a contract extension with the Pacers. Talk about that, I'm sure, with Chris Denary of Valley Sports Indiana. Again, on the Andy Moore Automotive Group Hotline. Hello, Chris. How are you? Hey, great JMV. Uh, yeah, really fun night last night. Uh, congrats to Rick. Uh, he'll celebrate his birthday uh, tomorrow with a contract extension. But uh, yeah, it just was a, a fun night. Uh, you know, I, I think you know I've, I've been listening all day to the to the station, and I think the one thing here is, yeah, you know, Washington is not expected to win a lot of games, but uh, I think knowing how they play, they had some offensive firepower. We saw that early, but this is a game that. John, last year, you know, maybe the Pacers win by nine or ten points. Last night they won sure. by 23. They only had one 20-point win all of last year. And so I, I just think that was important. You know, they made a statement. Uh, they put the game away in the third quarter. Um, and, and so I think that was good. And, you know, from a TV standpoint, I'll just uh, toot our own horn a little bit. Uh, we had the highest rating uh, on Valley Sports Indiana since December of 2021. We had a higher rating of any game last year, and we had a 68% improvement from opening night last year to this year. So uh, I, I think there's a lot of interest and a lot of enthusiasm, and it was sure great to see the guys respond. No, that's why I said a little bit earlier, Chris, is yeah, not only, especially after the first quarter, once they got that done, and, and, and they played defensively much better when it mattered in the second and the third, and then you can argue whether or not how much it mattered in the fourth because the game by that time was was out of hand. But they did it, Chris, in a fashion in which a team with much higher expectations you would think would do it. And I would agree with you on that. I mean, you really leave no doubt. There was there was no doubt after that first quarter what was going to take place right there, and that's what the uh, the Pacers did, and that's I think what everybody was looking for them to do on that opening night. Yeah, no question. I mean, I, you know, it was interesting, and I've heard you guys talking about it. And, and again, I, I think T.J. McConnell will be a factor 
uh, you know, yep. during the year. I mean, just the way it's the coming, buddy. Goes. It is coming. There's going yeah. to be one defining game for sure. And then everybody can just send me, hey, you're absolutely right. Where you're going to go, wow, I'm glad that he's still hanging around here because that was necessary. Yeah, uh, no question. I mean, he's just a quality pro. And to hear how Rick Carlisle addressed it after the game is sit down with uh, TJ on Tuesday. But he'll be a guy that'll help. But, you know, I think this is a strong second unit. I mean, you've got guys, uh, John, that uh, Nimhart started 60-plus games last year. Neesma started 60-plus games. Buddy Heald started 70-plus games. So I think one of the – and Jalen Smith, he started a bunch of games early. So uh, you know, I think the, the strength of this team is the depth, and you bring a second unit onto the floor that's probably going to be better than most second units across the NBA, and I think that will be an advantage – I thought Nimhar did a really good job running the offense. And, but, but where the game really turned was in that third quarter. I, I thought Tyrese Halliburton came out and just flat took over the third quarter. Uh, you know, I think a lot of times we see him in the first half. He's very good at getting his teammates engaged and getting them the ball. But you saw him score 15 of his 20 points in that third quarter when the Pacers had extreme separation. And uh, yeah. he was sort of the maestro that led everything in that second half. Yeah, the other guy I wanted to talk about was Jalen Smith. Jalen Smith came off the bench um, with a little bit of inspiration, certainly, and really he just kind of picked up where he left off in that preseason. Uh, Really good off-the-bench night for Smith last night for the Pacers. No question. I mean, he's worked awfully hard in the summer. I mean, remember a couple of summers ago when they re-signed him, he he was going to be the starting four, and that just didn't quite work out. But I think, you know, as the backup to Miles Turner, I mean, he puts up 13 points and eight rebounds. And to your point, I mean, we saw this all during the preseason. So he's been very consistent, very solid. Um, And, you know, the Pacers have a lot of competition at that position. I mean, Isaiah Jackson got in last night because Miles and and Jalen were in foul trouble. And then still seated over there on the bench, you have Daniel Tice, uh, who's the veteran who who helped Germany uh, win the World Cup. So, you know, Jalen has, has definitely, uh, you know, played very, very well. And, you know, part of that second unit, I mean, you and I have talked about how valuable Buddy Heald is, and he showed that last night. Yeah. I mean, he comes right in, hits a couple of threes, and, you know, scores, what, 16 points off the bench. So uh, I, I just think this is a team that, that can play very, very fast. Uh, they had 38 assists. They made 23s. Uh, they're going to, here's the thing is, yeah, 39 points in the first quarter. Yeah. You don't want to see that, but if you score 143 points, John, you're going to give up some points because the pace of the game is going to create so many possessions. Uh, Right. So, you know, that, that'll be something from a number standpoint, uh, you know, both offensively and defensively, you sort of, you, you, you tend to evaluate after 10 or 15 or 20 games because then the numbers somehow make sense. But, uh, you know, I, I, I thought they did a really good job. They were much better defensively from quarter number two to quarter number four than they were in that first. Kristen Area, Valley Sports, Indiana, the play-by-play voice of the Pacers on the Andy Moore Automotive Group Podline. Two things you recognized there were two things that we had most recently talked about. And I thought, and we talked about this last week, I didn't want to see them lose any ground in scoring game to game. Um, although I didn't think they were going to be that much better defensively. You've got to be better, obviously, than we saw in the first quarter. 
But I just I didn't want them to lose any ground in, in how they score the basketball game to game, and we certainly saw that in night number one. And the other thing you brought up was Buddy Heald, and there were like two or three different moments last night. When you get him out there now, especially with second group rotational dudes, uh, how many times you see him mix guys up? You had two dudes running at him. He made an extra pass. For I think what was a corner three or a wing three from Bruce Brown. And that's what I talked about. That's what he brings to the table along with making three-pointers. Not just shooting them, but making them. He gets, and I've heard Rick Carlisle talk about when you get a defense scrambling and rotation at this level in the NBA, I mean, basically it's deadly for the team that's trying to D up that. And we saw that example three and four times with Buddy Heald off the bench last night. Yeah, he was five of nine from the field, four of seven from three, 14 points off the bench in 25 minutes. And he had five assists. And to your point, it's those extra passes that, you know, create opportunities for teammates. And, you know, Bruce Brown was a recipient of that a number of times. So, yeah, you you have to account for him out on the floor. And I think the one thing, you know, the change that Rick Carlisle and his staff made from the end of the preseason to last night was the rotations. We saw them really do a lot of hockey substituting, hockey line substituting in those preseason games. They play the five starters, then they bring in five second unit players. Last night, it was a right about at the six-minute mark of the first quarter, they made a change and inserted, I think, Buddy Heald and Nimhard came in. So, yep. the, you know, we'll just have to wait and see how they do that. But it looks like it'll be a mix of starters and reserves on the floor instead of going, hey, a starting group and a reserve group. And so from that standpoint, it also takes a little bit of time for these guys to get, to, get used to playing with each other. You do it in practice a little bit. But as the games roll on, they'll get more comfortable uh, with the groups that they're out there with. Yeah, and with Buddy Heald coming off the bench, when he gets matched up with a lot of these second units, like like the, the one rotations, they've gone through the game plan. They're absolutely going to recognize. But you're going to get some dudes coming off the bench that will not immediately recognize what he can do from three-point range. I, I just think that he's going to get – For him, an inordinate amount of really good looks by coming off the bench because that recognition will not be as top shelf with a second unit compared to what it might be with the team starters. Well, there's no question. I mean, we've talked a lot about that. You know, Benedict Matherin making the jump from being a reserve to a starter, so he's going up against starting players. But you're right, for Buddy Heald and Nemhard and Neesmith, who all started last year, now they're a part of the second unit. They're going up against a whole different wave of players. And so that, to me, should be a huge advantage uh, for the Pacers moving forward. Now, last year they had the number one scoring bench in the NBA at about 44 points per game, and that was you know, with Benedict Matherin coming off the bench. I don't think that'll change this year. They scored 59 points off the bench last night, so – They've got a lot of capable people that can put the ball in the basket, and we saw that last night. Is this the pace that Rick Carlisle and company want what we witnessed last night? Yeah, they want to play fast. I mean, there's no question about it. When when you go to practice and watch them, they literally will play with a 14-second shot clock. So if the ball is missed, they're coming down the floor 
uh, with 14 on the shot clock, not with 24. And I told Quinn last night on air, I don't know if you caught it, I said, there's no need to have a shot clock operator tonight because, uh, yeah. I mean, as, as, as quickly as the Pacers were playing. And again, you know, against better defenses, you don't want to get late in the shot clock against them because that's where they lock you down. And so if you can have really good ball movement, you know, get get the defense over rotating and then you have somebody like Buddy Heald open who can shoot it or deliver it. Uh, that's an advent. Uh, you know, that's a real big advantage for you. Uh, we saw the Cavaliers get off to a one and zero start, knocking off the Nets. Um, you know, Max Struess coming over from the heat as a free agent um, had 27 in that game. Max Struess is a part of that starting lineup. Uh, now, normally speaking, it is uh, a little bit different because they still play with a couple of bigs, with Mobley and Allen. I think Allen's been injured, but Mobley's been out there. Garland and Mitchell, however, and the backcourt would be, I think, propped up as one of the league's better, certainly in the Eastern Conference, uh, backcourt combinations. What do you think about that matchup a couple of days out from being in Cleveland? Yeah, it's interesting because the Pacers will get them Saturday on the second night of a back-to-back. Uh, Cleveland's at home. They have a home-home back-to-back. Uh, they have Oklahoma City tomorrow night, and that was a good win for them last night. I was watching the highlights earlier today. Uh, Brooklyn had a six-point lead with, like, 110 to play and right. had some bo- bonehead uh, offensive plays, and, and Mitchell hit some big shots. Mitchell's been so good against the Pacers. He had a pair of 40-point games in Cleveland last year, and we saw him just a few days ago. I think he had 28 through three quarters and had a huge third quarter. So it's a very talented team. Uh, They were a top-five team in the East last year. They've added, as you said, Struess. They have George Niang, so they've added some outside shooting. Uh, They will be a team that the Pacers will see twice in the next uh, week or so because next Friday in the first in-season tournament game, uh, you'll have uh, Cleveland at Gamebridge Fieldhouse. So very talented team. Uh, you know, it'll be a different opponent, uh, you know, that has high expectations than the team that the Pacers played last night. But to your point, um, you know, it's just one game. But the Pacers did last night what you hoped that they would do. Uh, they would beat a team that they should have beaten in a, you know, in a, in a, in a really strong way. And, and they did that last night. And that's what you want to see. It is always funny in closing here, Chris, how that is viewed, too. It's, and, and I think we both kind of explained it exactly how it needed to be explained. But let's just say, for example, if you don't look good and you barely squeeze by or you lose, then that is like a red flag automatically. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's yeah. almost like sometimes in terms of how people view it, especially around the NBA, it, it's like a, a lose, lose, lose. Because you don't get – the credit that would be deserved in doing what you should do against the team. But, man, they're going to bang on you if it's tight, or they're going to bang on you if you lose that game. So they did exactly what was necessary, Chris, and especially after that first quarter. What was necessary? Sometimes, John, those are the hardest games to play, right? Because of those expectations. Everybody expects that you should go out and win by 20 points, and and a lot of times it's hard to do that. I mean – Again, these are NBA players. Um, I've said this. There's 30 teams in the league. Simple math says that teams with good players, they're going to lose games. I mean, that's just the way it is. And, you know, if you look, Kyle Kuzma was a terrific college player. Tyus Jones, Jordan Poole, you know, played at Golden State, was a part of their championship team. So it's not like they don't have good players. 
Um, and, and so I, well, they I looked guess, like Golden State in the first quarter. Honestly, they, they did. They did. So, and then, yeah. you know, for somebody like Gallinari, I mean, he missed all of last yeah. year in Boston with an ACL injury. So this guy is hungry to get back out on the floor and show that he can still play in the NBA. So you're, you're doing all of that on the night. It's opening night. There's a lot of excitement in the building. Uh, this group has not hesitated to put some expectations on them. I mean, Tyrese Halliburton, Miles Turner, they said, look, we want to be a playoff team. So you have yeah. to deal with all of that and then play the game. Well done last night. As always, a great watch and a great listen. You and JJ and Quinn and Eddie. Uh, and I know Pat Boylan does the uh, post-game interviews per usual. Um, outstanding work. I, I so love – you know how much I love basketball. I am so stinking glad basketball is back. I spent all night – I stayed up really late watching the late games because now you get you know the, uh, the front court or the league pass or whatever the hell yep. it is for free on DirecTV. So I watched – uh, the Blazers and the Clippers and the Kings um, and Utah last night play. Man, it feels so good that it's back. I love it. Yeah, no question about that. I'm the same way. I mean, I'll uh, I'll do a little bit of preparation uh, mm-hmm. before we head to Cleveland tomorrow and watch the games tonight. It, it's that time of year, and uh, you know, one down, 81 to go. But it, and it's it's good to enjoy it for 24 to 48 hours. Keep on keeping on, my brother. We'll check in again next week. All right. Thanks, John. Chris Denary right there. Bally Sports, Indiana. He is the play-by-play voice of the Pacers in their win last night over the Washington Wizards. I mentioned to Cleveland on Saturday, Donovan Mitchell had 27 to lead the Cavaliers to that 114-113 win of their season opener over Brooklyn. Brooklyn, as I like to say, screwed the pooch down the stretch. Mitchell had 10 of his 27 in that fourth quarter, which was the decisive for the Cavaliers fourth quarter win over the Nets. Kips Pub, Larcity Bourbon Locks, Luna Zool Tequila Shots, Slash, Tavern Tour Stop off of Allisonville Road in Castleton. The crowd is getting together right now. Love to see you here with the free samples flowing too. 93.5107 by the fan. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. The Ride with JMV. Let me have a Diablo sandwich of Dr. Pepper. Make it fast. I'm going to damn hurry. 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. This is Kip's Pub, everybody. This is off of Allisonville Road in Castleton, a great spot. Love to see everybody here. We've got free samples flowing, Larceny Bourbon Locks, Luna Zool Tequila Shots, Tavern Tour Stop, and we've got the spreadability. Thanks to Chris here. Shout out to Chris for the spreadability. Win Schuler's yeah. spreadability in the house. We've got processed meats and crackers and everything. Seriously, I may be a little bit spreadability aroused right here. <laughs> Just a little bit. You know what I mean? I, I, I do I know mean, what you mean. I don't know. This may now. be the wrong angle we have inside the lounge via YouTube Live to have that type of arousal. But <laughs> I may look at this, and it's on a cheese board. It's unreal. That's a board of cheese. The spreadability is in front of us. Look at that. I mean, it's awesome. We're yeah. talking some great spreads, too. And then uh, what exactly. better way to do it than yes. with Lynn Schuler's right there? Sherry's right over there going, I love oh, you Oh, there she is. Hi. <laughs> got Sherry Hano's going, I love you guys. Keep it going. Please keep it going. Hey, by the way, too, if you're inside the lounge via YouTube Live, shout out to Derek from Bicknell, Indiana. Bicknell, Indiana is home of North Knox. 
North Knox High School. Uh, he got a, um, you know how I love mesh back hats or like they call them today, trucker hats. He got me a Reds mesh back, and I will wear that with pride. Derek, thank That's you solid. very much right there. Very nice. Larson Bourbon Locks, Luna Azul Tequila Shots, Week 8 next. Week 8 is coming up next, yeah, and it's it's going to be redemption week, right? We're going to oh, come back on. and fire off a bunch yes, of winners, right? I'm going to limp Just into week anything. I'm going right? to limp into week 8 and keep my <laughs> mouth shut. Coming up next, Kip's Pub, Larceny Bourbon Locks, Luna Azul Tequila Shots, Tavern Tour Stop. Hour 2 straight ahead with our picks and you getting here on 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. The Ride with JMV. I don't understand the words you just said. 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. I am so happy today. Hopefully you are, too, listening, watching inside the Winshuler's Spreadable Cheeses, in love with the Spreadability Lounge via YouTube Live right now. Uh, we are at Kipp's Pub, northeast side Castleton off of Allisonville Road. They have 14 pool tables. They have hermit crabs, which are training right now. And I'm going to tell you what, I am down with any training program, any training regimen where sleep that's what you want, the sleep. I'm down with that. They're back there resting, but it's awesome. We're going to have races and stuff here. But this is a great place, again, off of Allisonville Road. This is our tavern tour stop and our Larceny Bourbon Locks and Luna's Will Tequila Shots. Week number eight, and uh, Brent Halverson rejoins us right now, our betting analyst, as we documented in hour number one. You, not as woeful as me, but we did not have really good week sevens at all. The number seven was not lucky. It wasn't uh, lucky. You saw a lot of underdogs out there cover, and a couple went outright that we did see. You know, I mean, again, that that uh, Patriot team beating the Bills. Wow. You know, yes. Like, who would have ever thought, right? But again, it's the NFL, John, and like we the Bills earlier. are stinking. That's why they scare me tonight. Well, and that's exactly yes. what the NFL wants you to do. Son of a gun. They haven't covered a couple of games. Nine point sudden, favorites. They're going to come out and win this game by twenty-two. You know what I mean? It's, see, it's, that's it's, what it's, I'm it's thinking happen. too. That's what I'm thinking, too. All right, uh, we're at Kipps, and Chris is joining us. And I'm going to go ahead and get Chris on camera right here a little bit, too, because he's incredibly handsome. Thank now, you, not sir. too Appreciate long, that. because I don't want to take away any of the handsome Save that's already on here the way that it is right here. <laughs> uh, you brought out the spreadability, too. You're making the picks today. And a shout-out to Wendy. Wendy is yes. awesome. Amazing. We love Wendy. Yeah, uh, Ryan's back there, too. Uh, no doubt about that. But Wendy is awesome. You brought the spreadability. What? encouraged you to bring the spreadability on an authentic cheese board, by the way. Yeah. So um, I listen to the fan um, every day and I'm a fan of the fan, if you will. Yes. And so I, I, I understood the assignment, you know, and I, I just wanted <laughs> to uh, flying colors. Man. Well, you know, it. I just wanted to welcome you guys uh, appropriately and make we you feel comfortable. It. And, and we're really appreciative. And you mentioned you're here. going to Mexico soon. Yeah, I've got the Baja 1000 coming up. So I'm going to go do um, what the, what's a Baja 1000. It's a thousand mile race in a trophy truck. Um, oh, in so, a truck. OK, yeah, you're so not running. I go, oh, God, run. no, no, no. <laughs> what are you it's crazy? A, it's a, a motorsports race. Oh, OK, uh, it's a massive race. So I'll spend the first week out there doing some. Um, you know, forward observing and checking out some of the places we can, you know, do our pit stops and whatnot. And then the second race, the second week is the race. So Where is it in Mexico? It's a thousand miles. Is it in Baja, California? Yes. Yeah. That's where it is. No, it, it's oh. in Baja, Mexico. So it'll oh. it'll go a thousand miles up the coast uh, from the southern point to the you know almost the border. Oh wow, of Mexico. And That's so awesome. we'll be out there for the week camping out and you know. Oh wow, it's a it's a big deal. Where do you guys it's go to the bathroom? 
wherever we can find it. We, 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 take our, we take our e-tools that we, you know, are issued you in the military. Dig holes. Just dig, yep, dig you a You got a shovel just in case yep, right there? So yep, covered over like a cat. Digging man, I, now, and I've got a long list of things that you can bring back from Mexico for the host of this show right here. Uh-huh. When we start right here. Yeah, Is it easy for you to get back in the country a, with this laundry probably, list of things I, I have I right here? I would imagine it's going to be pretty tough. Yeah, uh, probably, probably some so. observing down there. I, <laughs> yeah. I do a lot of observing when I'm uh, in Mexico. Job. I'm usually on the beach and uh, not uh, around those uh, those. Yes, I won't be so. anywhere near a beach. Yes, <laughs> I wish it were that kind of. Trip. All right, uh, talk That's a little awesome. bit about Kips here because uh, yeah. we mentioned Wendy, mentioned yeah. Ryan, the the hermit crabs, the pool tables, all that. A little bit about your place. Yeah, so shortly under two years ago, uh, Wendy and Ryan went in as partners and, mm-hmm. and purchased this place from Kip. Kip uh, kind of retired. He's down in Florida, living his life. Good and. Uh, They've they've understood the assignment as well. They understand that, you know, this is something that they have to take and turn as a cruise ship and it's not going to be an abrupt turn. And what I mean by that is that, you know, we have uh, loyal Kips fans here. Yep. You know, yes. There are people who've been coming here for years and years. And that's actually how Ryan started uh, interest in the places. He played pool here for many years. And so there are, like you mentioned earlier, 14 pool tables. Yes. And uh, they have qualifying tournaments for Vegas, which is a big deal, you know, when you're trying to get uh, from like an amateur level or semi-pro level up to a pro level. And you're going to go and, and play in some legitimate tournaments. So uh, it's one of the larger places in Indianapolis to come and play pool. So invite anybody who's interested out there to come on down. I will tell you, I mean, walking in, though, to see the transformation, right? Mm-hmm. Like like this, yeah. Kips has always been a great place. But, wow, it looks it looks sharp. It looks yeah. great. It looks inviting. It's cool. What When did Kips open? You know, like how long was Kips when did Kips well, first it's, it's 30 years old. 30 plus, uh, yeah. right? 30, yeah. yeah, okay. I yeah, was 30 say. plus. So it's been around for quite some time. So there were some things that, you know, needed updated. Oh, sure. And, uh, you know, Wendy is, has been in the industry for quite some time. Uh, shameful, shameless plug. She owns the Red Room. Red Room and, and, and Broadway. Yep, yeah, yeah, there on a Wednesday night and you want to go salsa and, you know, have a great time. They've got a wonderful setup there as well. But, um, you know, they came in, redid the floors. We're working on, you know, everything else. We've got a huge TV wall as well and, you know, several 75-inch TVs. And so slowly but surely... They're turning the ship together, and they're doing a hell of a job. It is absolutely. It is it great here. Amazing. It does so, look I mean, amazing. Hats off, yeah. and uh, you know, again, thanks for having us out. This is uh, we're we're, we're very excited about this. Love it here. Your, I want to come back. Made voyage. Right? I've never been yes. here before. Well, look so, and I've been like I think everywhere, and I've never been here. Well, but I'm proud to be here, and you guys are awesome. Thank you You're very much. Brother. I mean, hit thank you. Hit all the right spots, and we'll, we'll hang certainly after six o'clock. Are you ready? I'm ready, brother. Larcy Bourbon Locks, Luna Azul Tequila Shots, week number eight with Chris, Brent Holverson, and me, JMV. James, cue the band. Let's go. Starts tonight, Thursday night, NFL week eight with the Buccaneers on the road at the Bills. We have documented our disdain so far the season for the disappointing Bills, yet we now have Vegas, Vegas odds at nine-point favorites. That is such a big, fat number. I absolutely hate it. But as Brent mentioned, and I think so eloquently a little bit earlier, this is going to be the type of night where the Bills get up off the mat on a Thursday night and go big against this Buccaneers team. I'm going to count on that. I'm going to lay the nine, which hurts me deep down inside, but take the Bills. Brent. Well, as we talked, you know, last week was a big underdog week, and this number is, it kind of it kind of alludes to that. It warrants that. You know, you get these backdoor covers yes. coming in. But you're also looking at uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who lost at home uh, last week to Atlanta by six, a score of 16-13. Uh, Buccaneers are the 28th worst scoring team in the NFL going up against the number three 
best scoring team with the Buffalo Bills. I think they get the ship right this week. Buffalo covers that nine, John. Give me Buffalo. What do you got, Chris? Yeah, I agree with Brent 100%. I think they cover the nine. And uh, being at home, I think the crowd's going to be pretty hyped to uh, help influence that defense to stand up. Uh, the offense can definitely get it done. I think the defense is going to show out today. I think Frank Reich a year ago, um, almost about this time, I think maybe a week from where we sit right now, was let go midseason by the Colts. I don't know if that's going to happen again for him or not in Carolina. Uh, Carolina winless on the season, and the Texans in Charlotte coming up this weekend. Three-point favorites on the road to Houston. I'm going to lay that three and give me C.J. Stroud and the Texans against the hapless Carolina Panthers and maybe a dangling in year number one, Brent, in Charlotte. Frank Reich, what do you got? Yeah, you know, again, I think we're, we've, we've seen this Houston team. We've talked a lot about it. They're kind of like our, our, our Detroit Lions of last year, right? Like, we, yeah. we they, they always seem to be in the game. They're covering. C.J. Stroud looks great. Uh, I think you got the Carolina Panthers who are winless. They haven't won a game yet. And they're kind of looking up next year, right? Let's let's keep – they've got a half-game lead over the uh, Arizona Cardinals for that number one pick next year. I think that's where their head's at. I don't think they're going to be in this game at all. I think Houston wins this game pretty easily. Give me the Houston Texans, lay the three. On the road. Chris. Uh, once again, I'll agree with Brent. Uh, I love CJ, Sh- you know, Shroud. I, I, I hate the Texans, and I don't want to vote for an AFC South team. I understand. But I have to on this yeah. one. Uh, Frank Wright giving up the offensive calling. I don't think that's going to matter. I've got the Texans as well. Larsky, Bourbon Locks, Luna Zul, Tequila Shots from Kip's Pub, week number eight. Cowboys and the Rams, one of the better matchups of week number eight. And the Cowboys installed right now as six-point favorites. Um, I don't trust this at all, but I'll lay the six and take the Cowboys in my Luna Zool tequila shot of the week. He is a starter, but oftentimes he's been non-existent. I don't know if it's because of the offense, because of the teammates like C.D. Lamb, or mind you, or because of the quarterback, Dak Prescott. But I'm going to take Jake Ferguson, the tight end, to go big against this Rams defense. That is my Luna Azul tequila shot of the week in fantasy football. And again, lay the six. Give me the Cowboys. Brent. Yeah, you know, you got Dallas. Dallas is, you know, again, that team we've kind of been back and forth, up and down on. They're coming off a bye. The Rams, the Rams, they just, they, they can't put it together. They've got the offensive weapons. And then they just go ahead and, 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 and fire the kicker this week because he yeah. missed a couple field goals that uh, could have kept him and won the game last week. Uh, so I don't know who's kicking for the Rams. I don't know if it's been announced. I don't think it matters. I think Dallas gets right here. 27-17, Dallas covers the spread. Chris. I hate them boys. I grew up an East Coast kid and with the uh, Baltimore Colts and the, yep. you know, the Washington Redskins. But I've got to take the six and the Cowboys. Um, the Rams, like you said, they just can't get it together for whatever reason. Let me tell you this. Kirk Cousins will dangle it right there in front of you, right? I mean, you talk about the ultimate tease. It's, remember, I don't know if it still exists. Anybody ever watch the Spice Channel? Mm. When you Like the Spice Channel, um, yeah, you're laughing over you watch Spice. It was just a constant tease. It was like, well, wait a minute, there's a cleavage shot, and then we move on past the parts we wanted to see, right? So to me, Kirk Cousins is like the Spice Channel. Vikings and Packers, Kirk Cousins look really good on Monday night. I don't expect this to go back-to-back. I think the Packers stink, to be honest, right now. And, Brent, you can back me up on that. But I'm going to take that point they're going to get because the Vikings are road favorites in Lambeau Field. Take the point, give me the Packers. Brent. God, I wish I could join you here, John, but the Packers do stink right now. And, and they they've stink. Not, they've just not had it together. I can't do the Spice Channel back-to-back weeks, can't though. I can't do the Spice Channel back-to-back. I get it. I get it. Believe me. But, uh, you know, I, I think, uh, you know, Jordan Love, he's, he's still, he just, they're, they're not gaming for what he can mm. do. 
you know, Aaron Jones was back yeah. finally, which is a big key part. Uh, we got the uh, the receivers out there, but they're just not getting on the ball. They don't have time. Uh, they look ugly. Minnesota got the ship right last week, so I think they're steering that in the right direction. I hate to say it. It pains me to say it. Give me the Vikings for Jimmy Kiefer. Lay the one. What do you got, Chris? Well, you equated him to the Spice the Channel. Spice Channel. Yeah. I, I would say it's more Girls Gone Wild. Kirk Cousins is. <laughs> it's, so? it's, yeah, it's very similar. You know, he gives you a little bit, and then, you right. know, the, the commercial yeah, plays yeah, yeah. out. Yeah. Uh, for, my, for my roommate in Iraq, who was a gigantic uh, Vikings fan, this is for him. I've got the Vikings. All right. That makes sense right there. The Spice Channel, though. If you had that early stages of direct, even before direct TV, when we had those big satellite dishes that got everything, there was like American Triple Ecstasy, which is Patrick Mahomes, because it delivers every time. And the Spice Channel's like Kirk Cousins, where maybe one time it's all right, but most of the time you go, hey, I don't know about that. <laughs> Great analogy right there. All right. Our Larceny Bourbon Locks, Luna Zool Tequila Shots, week number eight. We'll move along now. Dolphins and the Patriots coming up in Miami this weekend. Dolphins, nine and a half point favorites. Things didn't work out on Sunday night from Miami and Philadelphia. I still think against the bad teams, even with the Patriots beating Buffalo last week against the bad teams, Miami's still legit. It's a big number. I don't trust the Patriots back-to-back, and especially New England and South Florida lay the nine and a half. Give me the Dolphins, Brent. Yeah, this is one of those classic cases of you have the best scoring team in the NFL being the Miami Dolphins and the second, third worst in the NFL scoring the New England Patriots. Patriots pulled way more than they should have last week. I don't think they can do it again. I think Miami also coming off of a big defeat of, of a Philly team that looked really good yeah. against the Dolphins. Kind of exposed them a little bit. I think Miami comes back and gets right. I hate laying this big number too, John, but uh, give me the Dolphins. Lay the nine and a half. I see no other path. What about you, Chris? Yeah, that offense is incredible. Uh, Bill Belichick typically does a great um, job of taking away your number one. Yeah. It doesn't matter on this team. You got uh, a lot of number I, ones. I, I, you've got all the number ones. Uh, so I'm taking the nine and a half for sure. Hey, this one's for Andy Sweeney, the morning show. I like to call it the morning wood with Sweebo, although it's called the morning wake up call with KB and Andy. Andy Sweeney's a big Giants fan. I think the Giants have somewhat been re inspired. They are home dogs against the Jets. Actually, the Jets are playing at home too because that's in the Meadowlands. But the Jets are three point favorites. I'm going to take that three and give me the Giants of Andy Sweeney and the Morning Wood with Sweebo. Give me Andy Sweeney's New York Giants. Give me the three. Brent. Yeah, you know, again, this is one of those games I really probably won't touch, right? But, uh, hey, the Jets somehow, or they find themselves at three and three. You got Rodgers looking like he's going to be back in like week 10 or 11 now. Who knows? They could, if they keep it going, they could be back and get him back in time. It could be uh, still some Jet magic there. But the Giants... I, I, again, I, I, I wouldn't touch this game with. Uh, we've, got a, we've got a re-inspired crew. We don't. I'm just making that up. Crew. I'm trying okay, to justify my pick with that. I'm going to go here with the uh, the Giants because I'm getting three points because I think this is going to be a field goal game. I think it's going to come down to that. Give me the New York football Giants uh, plus three. Chris, not a firm believer in the Jets offense, but I am definitely a believer in their defense. And I just don't trust the Giants offense outside of Saquon Barkley. Got to take the Jets on this one. Clearly, my compelling Andy Sweeney in the morning wood with Sweebo was not enough (laughs) to get you guys to go that direction. All right. Lastly, Bourbon Locks, Luna's will to give the shots. Hey, I know I want to pick against Jacksonville, and this is a really good time. Two and a half point favorites on the road against what was formerly known as Heinz Field. And I don't know what the hell it is right now, but it's in Pittsburgh. 
And every time you bring up the fact that Pittsburgh's going to be outclassed, they step up somehow, some way, in some fashion, and bite you. I'm going to take that two and a half and give me Pittsburgh Brent at home this weekend in week number eight. Kind of scares me, John, because we're on the same side of this, and my whole thought process, yes. again, I think the Jags are the better team. They're 5-2, and two, but the Steelers are silently 4-2, and two, which really doesn't seem like they should be. They do find themselves back in it a lot. I think they're going to get that home field little buzz going on. They're a dog at home. As always, with the, uh, under a field goal, I'd buy a half point, though. But uh, give me the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers to cover that spread. Give me a song with silent in the title. Go! Silent night. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> man, I've got nothing. I've I was going to give you silent lucidity. That, you were better than I was. <laughs> well, it's almost Dang Christmas it. time, man. <laughs> what do you got? All year round. What you got, all right. Chris? Uh, yeah. yeah. So the Jaguars are the truth. Um, they're yep. they're they're the real deal. Uh, but I will never um, bet against Mike Tomlin in the fall at home. He is. He always figures out a way. I've got the Steelers on this one. Uh, Larceny Bourbon Locks, Luna's Will Tequila Shots, Week 8, Kipps Pub, Castleton off of Allisonville Road. Love to have you here. Falcons and Titans, uh, we know the injury situation with Ryan Tannehill. It looks like that all of a sudden now the Titans are deciding to unload some guys. Kevin Byard earlier this week and that secondary to Philadelphia. We'll see if Derrick Henry may be next. Maybe Hopkins at some point as well as a wide receiver. Right now, Will Levis is installed as the rookie starter in no way in this world. None. I can take Tennessee at home. Falcons are two and a half point favorites in Nashville. Lay the two and a half brand and give me Atlanta. Yeah, this is another one of those ugly games. I don't know. I mean, again, I won't be touching it personally, but uh, you don't know, right? Will Levis, he's going to get out. Is he going to come out and be that uh, electric new rookie guy that's going to get some buzz going on? I don't think so. You mentioned it. They got the uh, fire sale going on over there in Tennessee right now. Come buy one, get one free over there, I think it is. Yeah, it's coming. I think it's going to be a field goal game, though. I mean, it's 20 to 17, and, and I really think this this Falcon squad, I mean, they're four and three. Again, I wouldn't thought they would have been in that situation yet. Uh, Tennessee, um, <laughs> they're two and four, and again, they're they're everything's for sale over there. Go ahead and give me Atlanta as well. Lay the two and a half. Lay it on us, Chris. Got to agree with Brent on that one as well. Uh, I see Derrick Henry possibly moving uh, by the tread day, deadline. Um, somebody somewhere big taking the Falcons. Commanders, Eagles. Um, you know the Eagles looked really good. I, for some reason, I don't know. If maybe they'll play down to the competition coming up this weekend or not. Six and a half point favorites in D.C. versus Commanders. I'm going to go ahead and take that plus six and a half and give me Washington with for no other reason. I don't know if the Eagles can back up all that hype that lived up for them in Philly against the uh it's the Dolphins on Sunday night football. So give me the commanders of the points, Brent. You know, it's one of those funny games, right? Like, it shouldn't be that way. You should look at it and go, oh, wow, Eagles by 10. Well, I, you know, I don't know. It's six and a half. There's a reason it hasn't gone to seven. But it's not enough of a reason for me, John. I'm not going to join you on that one right there. I think Philly, they looked really good last week. We know they, they're, they're six and one. Uh, they did, they've looked good, but yeah. they haven't looked great. They looked great last week. I think they're going to follow that up. I think they're going to kind of soar high as they will. Give me the Eagles, lay the six and a half. Philly wins 28-18. There's the great Randy Strand in the house right there, Brent Halverson. Hey, Randy. Look at that. Live at Kipps with Randy Strand. Chris, what do you got? Yeah, you know, being uh, in the D.C. area, I want to pull for the Commanders. I like their defense. Uh, I will say they're... The Eagles are going to tush push or brotherly love mm-hmm. their way there you go. to victory on this one. No, the only ones who can sure. do that, too. I don't know why. And no one can <laughs> stop it. Nobody can do it. No I think tush push. It. 
was a 1985 titled film on Spice Channel, I think. I, was, <laughs> I think it was. I'm glad you said Spice. Well done, Chris, right there. did a lot of Spice watching back, back, back day, a, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Somebody like me kind of has to. You're relegated to that right there. Larceny Bourbon Locks, Luna's Real Tequila Shots. Uh, the Browns, by a really bad couple of calls down the stretch, get a win over the Colts last week. We know that. In Seattle this weekend, uh, Deshaun Watson doesn't look like he's going to play. They're going to go with the overly awful Phillip. Don't call him P.J. Walker, who was just terrible, but still beat the Colts. He's undefeated, too, isn't he, John? Uh, terrible, he is. <laughs> <laughs> My God. But uh, we know how the Colts got screwed down the stretch. Not that game, though, this one. Seahawks minus three and a half at home. Lay that three and a half. Give me Seattle, Brent. Yeah, uh, Cleveland is a just a kind of a dumpster fire as well. Deshaun Watson, I mean, you saw him. He but they're winning, that, though. He went out they're winning quarter. in that dumpster fire. They are. That's but he crap. Went, he went out in the first quarter. He was cleared to come back in, but he didn't. So there's more there than I think that, that shoulder, shoulder I understand, but I think there's more there. I think they're seeing some, some, some positive stuff with the young guy here. Who knows? I don't know. I don't like him here. I like, uh, I like Seattle at home. Laying three and a half. Seattle wins at 24-17. Give me the Seahawks. That is all Chris over there, everybody. Yeah, you know, that defense is it was really impressive to watch. Um, but without Deshaun Watson, uh, the Seahawks at home, this is kind of the weather they like to play in as well. Really like these guys. I think DK Metcalf is going to have a big day. Hey, Baltimore lowered the boom last week on the Lions. Eight-point road favorites at Arizona. This is going to come back to bite me. I hate doing this right now, but I'm going to lay the aid and take the Ravens on the road. You watch them screw me like nobody's business here. But lay the aid. Give me the Ravens in Arizona. Brent. This is one of those games I really kind of went back and forth on because I want those points here, but I don't want them enough with, with Arizona where they sit right now. Uh, you know, I, I just don't I, I can't see him doing much. They're one and six. They're, we said it earlier, they're a half yep. game behind Carolina for that first pick coming up next year. Um, you know, and, I, and who knows what's going to happen coming down the road. I just don't think they have the firepower. Baltimore, again, they looked so good last week. This is usually when you look and see it flip flop a little bit. Yeah, I don't I don't think it's going to happen, though. I'm going to take that chance. I'll take the Ravens. Lay the eight. Chris. Um, definitely taking the Ravens. Eleven the eight. Um, for sure, that Arizona defense isn't going to be able to handle what the offense has to have. Um, I, I don't recall. Is OBJ good this week or no? He is, but he hadn't done anything all year. Okay. So, uh, I mean, wouldn't sweat it. Would, that, that wouldn't even be consideration. Yeah, yeah. I don't think. I think be, they're, they're fine Lamar, without Lamar is hard to handle. Yeah, Zay, Zay Flowers is. And I, that's why I see Derrick Henry going, actually. I mean, yep. that, that would be incredible. That's, that's who's that's trying gonna, to get him right yep, now, too. That would be, be an incredible offensive him. addition, for sure. But I'm definitely laying the eight, taking the Ravens. All right. Larsley Bourbon Locks, Luna's Old Tequila Shots, Kip's Pub here on a week eight Thursday. I'm not going to jack with the Broncos announce here. Lay the seven and give me the Chiefs on the road. Not even going to talk. No detail, nothing. Not going to jack with them. Lay the seven to give me the Chiefs. Brent? You know, it, it's really sad for me to say this, but how bad the Broncos are. And what did they do last week, John? They beat the Packers. They did. They beat the Packers. They did. And uh, the Green Bay just looked ugly. But I don't think, I mean, Denver doesn't have what it takes to go on against this Kansas City team. Kansas City's fired up. Six and one. They're starting to play some ball. Uh, I, this is going to be my, my, this is my big to-do right here, John. So I'm gonna, not only going to say, hey, I'm going to take the Chiefs, lay the seven. I'm going to go ahead and put my larceny lock of the week on Let's the Chiefs, lay the seven. And I'm also going to turn in my Lunazul tequila shot of the week on Rashi Rice, the wide receiver Ooh. from Kansas City, who's out there in like 50% Ooh. of the leagues. I like it. He is starting to step up. He's their man. He's the one that's going to be doing all the, all the damage. Look for him to have two touchdowns and 100 yards. Chiefs win big in this one. Chris, very good. Uh, Travis Kelsey, Swifties or no Swifties at the game. They're <laughs> definitely, he's going to ball out. They're going to have a big game. 
the Broncos are, are done for the season. Lars, Shut them down. Larsley, Bourbon, Locks, Lunas, with Tequila Shots, Bengals off the bye week. I think they're going to re-engage now, be the type of team we thought they were going to be against the uh, spiraling out of control all of a sudden 49ers. However, I just don't think it's going to happen this week. I'm going to lay that three and a half and give me the Niners inside the fly at Levi's this weekend over the Bengals. Brent. Before I would do any kind of betting on this game, you got to see what Josh Purdy's status is, right? We don't know that. We're talking Thursday. Yeah. We're not going to know that. If it's Sunday. Sam Darnold, it's Sam Darnold. I'm it's still going to feel the same thing. Yeah. I'm still going to do the same thing too, John, but I'm going to go against you here. I'm going to take this Bengals squad. I think it started to turn around a little bit. You're going to give me three and a half points. This number has moved. It was five and a half. It's down to three and a half now. That tells me Purdy's probably not going to play. I'm going to go ahead and take these Bengals uh, plus three and a half. I think the Bengals could even win the game. We're not going to push it that far, but give me the Cincinnati Bengals plus three and a half. Chris, you know, I think, uh, you know, they, the Niners took a big hit on their offense last week. Uh, CMC, a couple other guys were, were damaged a little bit. Uh, however, that offense is set up to run no matter what quarterback is in position there. So I'm taking the Niners and uh, for sure I'm getting that three and a half. Inspiration for the Bears last weekend, right? Um, not so much for the Chargers. Uh, in L.A., SoFi Stadium, where it's going to be a packed house full of Bears fans, I'm sure. Eight and a half point home favorites of the Chargers. I think this is one that Staley and company get right. I'm going to lay the eight and a half. Give me the Chargers at home. Brent. That's a big number. These Chargers, yeah. they just don't so disappoint. a lot. You yeah. know, I mean, they're, and they're sitting at two and four. They, they should be so much better. You know, you got the Bears sitting at two and five. Hell, they take fields out and they look a lot better. This they is, do. The scheme's better set up for for what's old boy pa- pageant. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Guy out of Shepherd College. Yeah, I mean he, he looked good. I mean they put up thirty some points last week. I don't think they can go into L.A. and do it though. I hate laying eight and a half in this spot, but uh, we've yeah. got to pick them. So I'm going to back to back looking like that. That's dangerous territory. Yeah, give me charges, so. lay the eight and a half. Chris, yeah, I'm not a firm believer in the QB yet there in Chicago. I'm definitely taking that eight and a half, and uh, I'm going to take the charges. All right, I bounced back and forth with my Larceny Bourbon Lock of the Week. I I really do want to go with the Colts, and we'll pick that game coming up here in just a second. But there is no way, no way the Lions are going to look and get depanced in the fashion in which they did last week. So they're at home at Ford Field against the Raiders, eight-point favorites. Lay that eight, and the Lions will lay out to the Las Vegas Raiders uh, to uh, end what is week number eight of the NFL weekend? I just not twice in a row here. So lay the eight. Give me the Lions. Brent. You know that uh, your boy Garoppolo is going to be back for those Raiders. Yeah. Is that doing for you? Does it change anything? No. No. Go no. With the Lions. No. Right. I, I just uh, like it's, it's so much more than just that. A player here, there, a quarterback. In this case, Garoppolo doesn't matter. They got embarrassed last week. I think that says something. Dan Campbell, their head coach. This team, you know, all the new expectations that were built in that probably got dashed a little bit last week back at home. It's going to be a tough one. Tough one for the Raiders this weekend. You know, talk about a tough one, man. That that Ravens game, they they 38 to 6 over the Lions. Ugly. I mean, and that was just ugly. That was 100% all Baltimore. I think you're right. I think Dan Campbell's that guy. He's going to go up there and shake that. Uh, he's going to shake that thing up a little bit, and he's going to really get some stuff coming out of them. I think uh, the Lions are going to be a pretty sexy play this week. I think they went 30 to 20. That means they cover the eight, John. Give me the Lions for Randy Strand. His uh, shout out to Randy little, Strand. Little spot up there. There he the, is uh, up Michigan there area, so, <laughs> for Randy. Chris, what do you got? Yeah, I, uh, the Raiders are in shambles. Uh, it's really hard to watch their football team, to be honest. And uh, I think Detroit Rock City takes it at home. I'll take the eight. 
Larcy Bourbon Locks, Luna Azul Tequila Shots. We are down to the final here. How about the Colts and the Saints? The Colts, so disappointing what happened to them on Sunday. And granted, you know, things didn't go well at the end of the half. Uh, defense, again, let them down. That defense in closing games, we talked about this last year. Rick Venturi and I have talked about this a number of times. Even as good at times as it's played, it has let this team down more often than it's picked it up. That is a problematic area. However, I don't think it's going to be a problematic area coming up on Sunday. That's a 1 o'clock start, Saints and the Colts. The Saints have been a massive disappointment, according to their fan base so far. Uh, you get your wide receiver, got arrested early in the week. Uh, Derek Carr is yelling at him. They don't have guys running out. Uh, patterns and such. I, yeah, Dennis Allen, I just don't think he's a guy that's capable of handling this. So I think the crap will continue. I'm going to take the one. The Saints, as of right now, are one-point favorites at Lucas Oil Stadium. I'm going to take that one. My final's 24-16 Colts on Sunday. They get back on the winning track. Minshew mania, right? Like, look what he did. He came out and he made him look good. I mean, again, that Browns oh. defense, they got 30 points put up, 38 points put up on them, but their defense scored a couple times. I mean, that's they, Shane Steichen mania, too. As bad as he handled things late in the first half, what he did offensively against that Browns team was impressive. Oh, it so, was, yes. absolutely. I mean, for sure. And then, you know, again, I think that uh, what we're looking at here, the – uh, the Saints, right? I mean, Derek Carr, he just he doesn't look like he's kind of brought that buzz, or that 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 uh, the power that they want to see with him. They got some troubles, like you say. Oh boy, got popped. Uh, he did. Uh, got arrested this other past two days ago. I think the Colts here. I think I got something to do here. I'm going to take the one. Give me the Colts to win the game outright. Uh, I'm going to say Colts 23-20 for the victory. Chris, New Orleans has a lot offensively. Names: Kamara, Thomas, Olave, Absolutely. Carr. And, you know, a bunch of first-round picks yeah. along that offensive line, but mm -hmm. they just have not been able to put it together. Yeah, I don't think like, it happened Sunday. They're like the Pacers a few years ago. They look good on paper, but they well, couldn't do anything on the court. And uh, I think the same thing is going to be true this week where the Saints just can't get it done. I think the defense is going to show up. I think the, the Indianapolis Colts fan base is going to show out. I've got a little bit of beard today, but I'm going to shave it down to a nice Minshew mustache <laughs> nice. for Halloween and for, this, for the game on Sunday. So Love it. I'm taking the Colts. All, All right. Larsen right. uh, Bourbon Locks, Luna Zilt, to get the shots week eight at Kipps Pub. Chris, before we let you go here. Yes, sir. A little bit about what's coming up tonight. What's coming up this weekend here at Kipps Pub on Allisonville yeah, Road. Absolutely. So we've got Thursday Night Football tonight. We've got a beautiful, brand new uh, AV um, wall here now. Yeah. So we've got the TV set up now. Uh, we've got some great revamping going on here. Come out. Get some beautiful food and some great awesome food. food. I've the seen the menu. I it mean, looks they, awesome. They, they do a great job back there. Billy giving the shout out here on, on air. Shout he, out to Billy. He works super hard out there. And uh, I, I, I definitely would appreciate everyone coming out and showing some yep. love to Kips here. That'd do awesome. it too. Hey, grab the Kips homemade chili too, right? Yeah, that's really good. The Kips dip. The Kips dip is something. Right there. Love that you love too. it tonight. You'll hate it tomorrow. Thank you, Chris, for having <laughs> us. Thank you, buddy. I appreciate that. No Thanks Thank for the spreadability you. out here for us as well. Thank you so much. That's uh, Chris right here. As for Chris, as for Wendy, Ryan here at Kipps Pub on Allisonville. Brent's going to rejoin us coming up a little bit later on as well. Mike Chappell, top of the hour. More to come. More of the Pacers home opening win over the Wizards last night. Kristen Neri a little bit earlier. And we've got tickets to give away tomorrow. Saints and the Colts on Sunday. Back nine. Danny Hayes, the, the pride of Ron Colley. 
and back nine on a Bud Light Blue Friday tomorrow. That is coming up at three with your chance at Saints Colts tickets again tomorrow at the back nine. Quick break. We're back. Me, Brent, you at 239-1070 on 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. The Ride with JMV. If you leave it now, you'll take away the biggest part of me. 93.5 and 107.5, The Fan. Uh, we're live at Kipps Pub on a large city bourbon locks, Luna's Will Tequila Shots Thursday, along with a tavern tour stop. For those of you in and around the Fortville area that uh, may have kids playing or going to school, being educated within Mount Vernon, we've got a couple of uh, legendary at the moment Mount Vernon folks in here. Brent Halverson's one, Greg Blunk's the other. I'm telling you what, if you're in and around that volleyball program over there, I think you know what I'm talking about. Two great dads with their girls that play at high levels over at Mount Vernon, everybody. Mount Vernon and Fortville. Oh, here comes my sample. Thank you very much, Brent. Randy Strand is here as well. We haven't seen Randy in a long time. How you doing, Randy? You all right? I'm wonderful. You want to jump on here really quick? No, no, okay. <laughs> you got the spreadability is what you got going on right here. Uh, Kip's Pub on Allisonville Road's our location, and uh, we've had a blast here so far. Kristen Airy joined me at the start of the show, talked about the Pacers win. Pacers last night, if you watched them, and I know that you're going to be critical defensively in the first quarter, but give credit where credit is due. They gave up 39 to the Wizards in quarter number one, which was beyond ugly but for the two, and I'll say second and third quarters, and why? Because the game was out of hand in the fourth. But 29 in the second and 28 in the third, that is more like it. And the thing that they did again that I did not want them to lose ground on is their game-to-game offensive output. And listen, it's just a, a thumbnail sketch of one game, I realize that, against a bad team in the Washington Wizards. But as I brought up at the outset of the show, what they did is exactly what they should have done against that team. They went out and hammered them. 143, 120. And the thing that really stands out about this team is the production across the board. Tyrese Halliburton, a double-double, 20 and 11 assists uh, in 27 minutes of play. How about off the bench? Andrew Nimhard also had a double-double. 12 points and 10 assists in 22 minutes of play. Uh, Obi Toppin, 11 points in 19 minutes. Bruce Brown led the way with 24, 6 of 8 from distance. I don't know if you can count on that every game, but you can count on that dude going at it every game. 24 points for Bruce Brown. Benedict Matherin being a starter for the first time consistently now this season and year number two for him had 18 points. Miles Turner, 23 minutes of play. He had foul trouble a little bit in this game, too, but 11 points and eight rebounds for Miles. Jalen Smith, 13 points off the bench. And you just look at it. Buddy healed 14 off the bench. It was an incredibly balanced effort. I'm not suggesting that they're going to be this much depth. You're going to see that every single night. But having quality off your bench, and especially in terms 
of guys that have started before, like Heald, like Nimhart, like McConnell, like Neesmith, like Smith. I mean, I just named five right there that have had and logged starters minutes and started games in the past. It was impressive. And again, I don't know if it should make me feel great about my 45 or not so much. My pick, them winning 45 this year. But what they did, they did what they needed to do and what was expected of them. After that first quarter, that was impressive. 143-120 the final. The Pacers get Cleveland and Cleveland coming up on Saturday night. Uh, the Cavaliers trailed late in that game against Brooklyn last night. Got 10 in the fourth of a 27-point night for Donovan Mitchell and then came from behind in the fourth and knocked off the Brooklyn Nets. So that will be a legitimate test in Cleveland for the Pacers coming up on Saturday night. Kip's Pub off of Allisonville Road. We're here in Castleton on a large city bourbon locks. Luna's old tequila shots Thursday. It's also a tavern tour stop. Brent Halverson rejoins us right now. Very unique, and this place has been around here, Brent, forever. It has been, and, and you know, we've got... Uh, uh, we've got the man right here, uh, Randy Strand. We yes. talk about joints. This is one of those Love joints Randy Strand, been around man. 30, 40 years. And, uh, again, to see the transformation that uh, they have done to this place, yeah. I mean, just walking in, the new floors, the, the, just the fresh feel all the way around, but you still have good old kips, right? Like this place, yeah. is, it is exactly that. You know, I'm excited to see kind of I was looking at this menu a little bit, uh, trying some of this food, too. Um, and again, I'm kind of really excited. I want to hear this whole uh, the, 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 the crab racing, right? Like uh, the hermit crab. The hermit what they, crab they have four, 15, 14 hermit crabs, Wendy, over there. And uh, they're going to do hermit crab racing here. So Ryan was telling yeah. me they, 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 they're painted, too. They're, they're, right. they're like little jockeys. And out they're, there. they're naming them like um, Leonardo, Leonardo da Pinci. Is that what it is? <laughs> I think over there. <laughs> That's great. So, yeah, we're, we're giving them names and everything. But, so, no, nah, that is incredibly unique. Along with, if you're a, a billiards player, a pool player, you got 14 pool tables here. They have leagues. They have tournaments. It's just a great great amount of fun, right? So, the, the, yep. the Black Widow used to come up yep. here and play all the time. And, uh, you know, Jeanette Lee, everybody. Jeanette Lee, she was up here all the time. She also played a fox and hound down the yeah. road back in the day. Well, I remember we used to uh, chalkies when they used to have chalkies. chalkies. Yep. She was at chalkies all oh, the yeah. time. So, yep. All the way around. So, there's a lot of good history here. And, uh you know, I'm anxious. We'll get to hopefully get Wendy and Ryan up here. Talk to us a little bit about what <laughs> what's going on, what's happened, what's what's uh, coming down in the future here. But uh, come on out, check it out for sure. We've got some great Heaven Hill samples here. We're sipping on a beautiful Larceny and ginger ale, John. And there's not a better awesome. way to kick off a Thursday with the weekend right around the corner. I Good. was almost I was almost ready to throw uh, a little bit of your vodka in something and doing a Bloody Mary. Almost, but not enough. Almost, but yeah, not enough. Not yeah, enough. I saw you drinking some tea earlier. You got well, uh, no, I got coffee. Coffee. I was getting re-energized. I sat out there. I came up here early and sat. And as you, I normally do, I fell asleep in the parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I needed, I need a little energy spark. So I had a cup of coffee. So yeah. Well, you I, know, they, like the one time in Fishers, I fell asleep next to Parks Place, and a cop rapped on my window because he thought I was either OD'd or dead. So I go, no, I'm just, I fell asleep. Well, just, just to help even wake you up a little further, John, we've got some Evan Williams fire shots. That are coming all the fire bit. shots, everybody. Some samples of fire. They've got some great Evan flavors here. We've got Elijah Craig. We've got yep. Larceny, Lunazul Tequila, 
Come on out. Let's get some samples and have some fun. We'll you get you got it. up. Brent Alverson right here. We'll take a break and come back inside the Windschuler Spreadable Cheeses Lounge where Chris brought it out here. I'm going to give you guys a shot of it. People are asking about it all the time now. A live, local, and late-breaking shot of the cheese board and the Windschuler Spreadable Cheeses Lounge right there is what Chris has brought out. Thank you very much, Randy. It's Bass Ackwards right there, but I think everybody gets the point. There's no doubt about it. Winshuler Spreadable Cheeses. Thank you, Chris, for that. Kipps Pub, Allisonville. Sorry about that. I think I just failed to detect your <laughs> microphone. Please make sure. I think I just screwed everything up by doing that, Dev. Sorry about that inside the lounge via YouTube Live. We'll come back with you on the other side. Mike Chappell, top of the hour. A variety of injuries to end the week for the Colts as well. We'll talk about that and the type of availability we'll see from this team against the Saints. We did our on the hour, week number eight, our Larcity Bourbon Locks and Lunar the Shots, Tavern Tour Stop at Kipps Pub, Allisonville on the northeast side in Castleton. Back with you next. 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. The Ride with JMV. Here's Johnny! David Letterman! Hi, David. I'm Grandpa. 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. Hey, we're live at Kipps. Kipps Pub. You guys have been here. Like, I hear a lot of people saying, yeah, I went back there in the day. I'm Seriously, get here right now. Look at James back there giving me some world party as a re-entry right here. JMV Takeover is coming up on Saturday night. Saturday night is our annual Halloween party on the JMV Takeover on B105.7. So a lot of Halloween songs certainly will be requested. And the legendary voice, and I know that it was Bob Carter, his father, but his son has taken it over, uh, Sammy Terry will be a part of it, the JMV Takeover. The Halloween show. A Halloween party coming up on Saturday night with a lot of Larceny Bourbon double shot power. I like and I've it. often wondered if I'm allowed to do that. I've just never said anything. You absolutely <laughs> so, are, right? I don't know. I've never, I've never said anything about it. But I just go, you know what? It sounds so damn good. Who cares? That's is what right. I say. It, just fits it the bill, sounds right? so good right there. Tis the season. Right, yeah, there's no the doubt about that. So Halloween parties, I'm assuming that uh, you probably will, will find some too. I bet. Yeah. We, we didn't ask Chris this, but I bet here at Kipps Pub they'll have their own Halloween party. You too. know, it's, it's funny. Uh, uh, Lisa and uh, Sierra and the girls are going to be out at uh, Mount Vernon tonight. We've got Dave Merrick over there. Uh, the well, look, that's a Mount Vernon table. Right, right there. That's the brain trust. Yeah, from there Mount it Vernon. is, right there. There's Greg and Dave over there too, right? Man. Track or treat out to Mount Vernon. Hey, who's coaching uh, your basketball this, team now? This, Do we know? What's that? Who's coaching the basketball team over there? Ooh, who's the, I didn't know. I don't have. The, the, I don't, you know, have I don't know who's the new uh, varsity head coach at Mount Vernon. But I will who, tell you who is now. Oh, Joe. Okay, I got you. Shout out to Joe over there, the first year head coach at Mount Vernon. Yep, they got uh, track or treat tonight. So uh, the the sophomore girls are uh, they're doing a hippie thing, mm-hmm. right? Unfortunately, I wasn't able to take the bus out on the track because we can't drive out on the track. But uh, Lisa's out there setting up some good uh, some good 1960s, 70s hippie feel with the girls. They're going to be doing some stuff tonight, and then Lisa and I we're going to be a part of a uh, uh, we got a little uh, party to go to Saturday, and we're going as Dumb and Dumber. Oh, are you with really the blue and orange suits? Nice. Oh yeah, Dumb and Dumber. I th- I told her she's got to be dumber though. Yes, right, right, right. Just how it is. 
She got bigger hair too. Now, do, do we all do? Do they do a costume contest here? Uh, you know, we'll have to ask. Uh, we'll have to ask Wendy and Ryan and Chris. Uh, the, uh, when we get the, up there. the hot nurse outfit always wins. You know uh, what? I, 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 there's I, no way. If you dress as a hot nurse, then you're going to win whatever prize there is. Well, unless Maybe you're not dressing you. as a hot nurse, John. <laughs> if I'm dressing, well, no. If I'm dressing as a hot, yeah, a hot male nurse. Ooh, that's I like, come out there. Oh yeah, okay. that's how I dress at home. I get I, some nice Hanes tight. Yeah, skin tight okay, underwear let's, let's move on. on to windshield cheese over here. How about that? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, we did our Larceny Bourbon Locks and Luna's Dual Tequila shots a little bit earlier today, too. So uh, in case you missed that, uh, we can certainly go over it, too. And also this reminder, the World Series with the Diamondbacks and their matchup with the Rangers. Game number one is, I believe, coming up tomorrow night as well. How about that? And, uh, yeah, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see the numbers. Like, I, I, I often say who cares because – they have been consistently the best two teams in this postseason, even if it's incredibly, I guess, unfair the way that some of these teams go through it and they just dominate during the regular season and they don't play for five days and then come back rusty. And, you know, a team like the Braves, for example, uh, just uh, the race, the other example, does not last. But it has been a fantastic baseball postseason. Game one, the Diamondbacks and the Rangers tomorrow night got anything in mind with that well you know they are uh, it's brought to you by the official bourbon of major league baseball playoffs and world series evan williams which is awesome we just saw it on tv yep. a minute ago you know i'm very surprised i you know again once we lost the big dogs like like you mentioned the braves yeah. and the dodgers and and uh, the rays the the milwaukee Brew. i mean everybody they oh. none of the teams we thought would be there or yes. we thought wouldn't be there aren't there and Phillies, I thought Phillies and Texas would be one heck of a, uh, of a matchup, right? Well, the Rangers are two two years clear of losing 101 games. The Diamondbacks so, lost yeah. 100 yeah. games two years yeah. ago. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty wild to watch and see where this is going. I got to thank the Rangers here, honestly. I mean, just the way they've been playing. Uh, again, Arizona keeps keeps popping up and doing it. But uh, I like uh, I like the Texas Rangers. Um, I, I think it's going to be a, probably a shorter uh, World Series than what we'd see going to seven like we have in the past. Pretty cool ALCS. Hope it's not disappointing. NLCS, you know, recently, too, going both the seven games. Yeah, Uh, yeah, we'll see. I don't know. Surprising. So Brent Halverson, our betting analyst right there. We'll dive back into it with Brent in the 5 o'clock hour. Mike Chappell is going to be here as well. And a shout-out to Randy Strand, who's hanging with us. Dev and Jacob here on staff, working James back at the studio. Quick break. We'll come back. Mike Chappell on the other side. A lot of injuries. Who's going to be able to make it? You know, make that active list coming up on Sunday against the Saints for the Colts. Mike joins us next. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. The Ride with JMV. We have the Holy Hand Grenade. Yes, of course. The Holy Hand Grenade of Antioch. Right. One, two, five. Three. 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. Seriously, this place is legendary. Kip's Pub. um, And it maintains the greatness here. Allisonville, Northeast Side in Castleton, Larceny, Bourbon Locks, Luna Azul, Tequila Shots, Week 8. Did our picks last hour. This is also a combination platter for you. This is a tavern tour stop. Got plenty of time for you. I can hang a little bit afterwards, too. I don't have to go and uh, play a little hoop and kick you some Cinder Grove ass until about 9 o'clock tonight. So I got plenty of time if you guys want to swing by and hang out. 
for a little bit. We would love to have you. Um, also, a little bit earlier, Kristen Neri, big win on opening night at Gamebridge Fieldhouse for the Pacers last night. And again, I know that the Wizards aren't any good. I know that's what you have told me, but it doesn't matter. The Pacers went out and did exactly what was expected out of them outside of the first quarter. Outside of it. So, did exactly what is expected to have been done. Talk to Chris Denary about that. The podcast at 1075thefan.com. Bud Light Blue Friday tomorrow, back nine. The back nine. So, we'll play a little bit of golf, have a little bit of fun, give away Saints Colts tickets to you at the back nine tomorrow. And a shout out to Danny Hayes for having us again and our great friends at Zinc for always putting on a fantastic show every Friday on Bud Light blue fridays meantime on the andy moore automotive group hotline from cbs4 and fox 59 mike chapel joins us uh, mike i i said this earlier in the week and then when when jim sent out that tweet regarding the nfl saying they missed a couple of late calls there or whatever that solidified it for me and i, I know where you stand on this and i know many people you don't want to come off looking homerish i get that neither do i but I also judge games from every conceivable angle, from the play, from the play calling, the coaching judgment, the personnel, all of it, which also includes calls, calls that are good, calls that are botched. And there was no way around that game on Sunday. And I know you can't do anything about it, but the Colts got incredibly screwed with the flags on those final couple of plays. Um, and starting with the defensive, the illegal contact where the game was won. So I think that's one time, maybe one in very few, that you can look back and say they got screwed out of a win on Sunday, Mike, because the Colts did. Yeah, it, it, yes. Yes, they did. And as I was going through all that and I was writing a story or two about it, it reminded me very much of Peyton's rookie year in 98 and, and they go to Frisco and it was it was his coming out game where he that's when he arrived really, and the Niners beat him like thirty eight thirty one, and they got so hosed by the officials, two or three defensive coverage penalties, and it was so bad that the league came out like Tuesday or Wednesday said yeah, they botched that one, which the league never does ever, so it happens. And you're right, you're right, in and then I'll take flack, but I, I thought they they benefited from a non-call on EJ Speed at Baltimore. I thought I thought he hooked the guy on fourth down. So they even out, I think. But when when it's so fresh, and and when that play, the the illegal contact at first and goal at the eight, uh, where if they pick up the flag, it's game over. With EJ Speed sack and the strip and the force Buckner recovery, it's game over. It's not like, well, you know, no, it's the game's over. So, and that's one of the the the, the, the plays that the, the league, from what I've been told, admitted that they botched. Was well, too bad that the commissioner can't say, well, okay, well, we're going to go back and we're going to take that play away, give the Colts. Well, then the game's over. So there's not a lot of controversy. Well, yep. they could have done this. No, the game's over. So yeah, you're right. You are right. And but. At the same time, here I here I am. My butt hurts because I'm straddling the fence. You had PJ Walker first and ten on his own twenty, with two and a half minutes to play, and he needed a touchdown. Doggone it! Don't yeah. get down to where it's first and goal at the eight, and don't give him the chance to, to to have a to have a bad call or two beat you. 
But no, there's no question. I mean, it, it, they had a lot of plays to that they could have made, but in the end, it always comes down. It seems like not all, but some of these games come down to that one or two plays, and this one did. If the officials make the right call, or the if, the, if, the, if one official says no, we're going to pick up that flag because you know he, he was the ball was already out before the contact. That's what should have happened. But uh, I thought they, I, I thought it was a very uneven officiating crew anyway. But this this is where they are. Instead of being four and three and really good shape, they're three and four, and they got to make that one up. To Mike Chappell of CBS 4 and Fox 59, who joins us, and I'm glad you, you provided a great segue. This has been an issue, and Rick Venturi and I talk about this all the time. See, I, I, I do. I kind of cobble together a lot of my takes after talking to Rick after the games on Sunday and then maybe on a Monday morning, too, because I, I so love him as a resource um, for me. I know a lot of people do that as well. But the one thing we have talked about, and we talked about this going back to last year because it was such a circus the closing ability of this defense oftentimes got completely overlooked. Oh, I feel bad for this defense because the offense sucks so bad and because it's such a circus. But a lot of that was on the defense and those losses, those embarrassing losses we saw a year ago. And they are struggling once again at times to close in games this year. And the one thing I wanted to ask you, a lot of people think I'm crazy. How can they do that, right? They say, how can they blitz as much as you want them to and especially in that game on Sunday late because of what they don't have in the secondary and my suggestion is blitz a ton because you had a crappy quarterback that clearly could not have dealt with it and if you're going to get your ass whipped on the back end of this anyway then why not go out swinging to me I don't know why Gus Bradley doesn't do that and why he didn't do that more would you agree I I don't disagree Uh, although I've been disappointed in the pass rush you know, so so maybe that's another reason you you need to blitz is because you're not getting there with four, and it's it's even going to be worse with Grover Stewart being out. Not not a, not a great pass rusher, but but he does get penetration. So yeah, I I I haven't liked the pass rush all year. So maybe you maybe you do sort of start taking some gambles, and I think Rick would probably do that because you know I I look at the secondary and, and it's not going to get any better. It's just not. I mean, Juju Brents is going to be out for a few games at least. And, and the people you have in Dallas Flowers isn't coming back this season. So you're going to go with guys who are who are very inexperienced. Uh, and so, so what makes you think it's going to get any better on the back end of it? So, yeah, I, I understand it. And I, and I agree. I, I can't. How do you not disagree with that? So. That's that's what they do. I again, I, I just look at you've got PG Walker. I, I was disappointed that Sean Watson didn't come back in the game because right now he's awful. He's absolutely awful. That arm must really, really be bothering him because he had no zip on the ball at all. They would have likely done very, very little with Deshaun Watson. But boy, to allow PJ Walker to hit that thirty-yarder, to I think it was Elijah Moore along the, the sideline over over Baker and, and moved down the field was just just awful inexcusable type of things and so like I say they had they had chances they you know a couple of calls by Steichen at the end of the first half that he would love to have back love to have back the end zone rollout with Drew Ogletree and Blake Freeland hardly slowing down 
Miles Garrett and things like that and, you know, mismanagement of time to give the Browns a chance to get three free points. So make plays, you know, make plays defensively and offensively do more. And don't, for crying out, I'm writing down finishing this story, four turnovers. You're not going to beat anybody with, with with four turnovers. I, I I keep harping on this. They're they're five and fifty five since eighty four with four turnovers, and I, I'll, I'll personally give you twenty dollars on Sunday if you can tell me the five the, the three quarterbacks for the Colts in in thirty seconds so you can't look it up that have led these team this Colt team to wins with four turnovers. I don't think you can do it. Oh, uh, oh, right now. Yeah. Manning. Yep. Um. Once. Once. Uh, yeah, I would assume so. Luck. Twice. Twice. You're not going to get the other. How many guy more do I need? One, I need one more or two more. One more. One more guy did it twice. Uh, God, this one is tough right here. Uh, Chandler. Don Mikowski. Oh, crap. That's <laughs> a good one right guessed, there. You're the guest. The magic man. The, the magic man. You were you so were he, impressed with the Chandler grab, though, weren't you? You were. Yes. yes. Okay. Yes. Thank you. Uh, you. You could have said, like, Paul Justin. I would like that. <laughs> no, I, <don't, laughs> but, I was ready, but that was on the tip of my tongue. It was. Right. Well, I almost but, but said it, Jack. It, it, I almost said team, Jack. This, this team is just not, you know, doing things at the end of games and, and – yeah. And you have the defense close out, you know, make a play. We, we talked about as, as circus as last year was when you're up 33 to nothing at Minnesota. All you got to make is one play. Just one play in the second half is all it would have taken, offense or defense. You know, so, so yeah, it's – yes, some of it is a lack of, uh, of reliable talent, especially at corner. Kenny Moore is kind of like by himself back there as far as experience. So, but make a play, and yeah, it's it's everything. And to have it come down to, to officials at the end was just brutal, just brutal. But doggone it, hey, don't put yourself in that position. Would Would you agree with me though? Why, especially because when they blitzed on Sunday, it got home to me. Yeah. Almost every time, I'd have to look back. It got home almost every time, you know, including that that one where the game was over and the ref screwed them over. I just, to me, why not take a chance? I, I know that's not in Gus Bradley's makeup, but why not with this group and this type of season and where you are, and, and not only in that game, but I look back against Matthew Stafford late in that game when the dude couldn't even walk, and yeah. they still played straight up, or even a couple of different times, Mike, less than straight up. I, I don't understand that mentality other than Gus. That's just kind of what he does, and he continues to do it, but... I, I don't understand why they don't change it up and go after a quarterback because likely you're going to get burnt on the back end anyway. So why not try to do something on the front end to keep from or, or to protect those in the back end? I, I just that to me, I guess, I don't know why you don't make that particular change occasionally, more than occasionally. I, I, I think the elite quarterbacks tear you up when you blitz. But we're not talking about elite quarterback. No, we're exactly. Not. Exactly. And, and we, make a guy – you know, read things wrong or, or throw a pass, you know, a half a second quicker than he wants to or get to him or you get to him like speed did and, and game's over. I, I don't disagree. 
I'm not a, I'm not no. a defensive mind. Rick is it drives Rick up a wall. It it really yes. does. You know, I, I talked to him on Sundays as well, and this is before a game. But yeah, I, I know how he stands, and, and and things that Gus does, it it does. You know, makes him pull out whatever hair he's got left. So yeah, I I don't know, and and whether there's no one there to sort of say, hey, let's do this differently. I don't know, I don't know, but uh, this, this is this is kind of who they are. But yeah, it's 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 the old thing about. Uh, the definition of insanity is, you know, do something different. You know, insanity is doing the same thing and expecting different results. But do something different, change it up, get out of your comfort zone to get their guy out of his comfort zone. PG, PG Walker for crying out loud! Don't let, don't let him drive 80 yards. You know, and, and right. he needed a touchdown, not a 50-yard field goal. So yeah, it's it's hindsight, but it really isn't because this isn't the first time it's happened. No, and I brought up the example of the Rams game. You know, what's so, I guess, ironic about that game was you still protected yourself and protected those in your secondary, and then they made one mistake and, you know, got beat. One incredible mistake and got beat. I just, I I think that if you're going to, Mike, if you're going to change something up, right, that's out of your ordinary, and I'll give you a great example. I thought what Shane Steichen did offensively was something that Jim Swartz on Sunday was not prepared for. I don't think he had any idea that Shane would do offensively with Minshew and that group what they ended up doing. And I think it was more than just Cleveland, like a lot of people have suggested, well, you know what, they were overrated. Uh-uh. I thought Shane Steichen, from an offensive standpoint, put together an awesome plan that was just way out in front of what Jim Swartz was doing defensively Sunday. Yeah, and we're, and we're going to see, you know, more and more of this, I, I, I keep going back to the way they're starting to use Jonathan Taylor, you know, in so many different ways, three times in a wildcat and split out and, and all this. They've only they've only had him in practice for like, what, a month? You know, wh- whatever it's been. So they haven't had a chance to really see how they can use him. When we talked to Jonathan Taylor yesterday, I think it was, and his eyes light up on what they can do on offense because these yeah. guys know what they can do. And and so we'll see if it can still grow with 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 whatever limitations they've got on offense with with, with Menchu. But you know if if they don't turn the ball, you know, thirty eight points in, in four hundred and fifty six yards against the yeah. best against the, you know they people are calling a historic defense. Well, not that day. So yeah, it, it's that's why it just burns your rear end when they lose that because again it was at home and they won now like what one game at home. And these are so hard to, to make up. It's so hard to get caught up, even though I'm telling you, we've talked about this. Boy, if you just take care of your business, this schedule is not very hard. It, it's relatively no. speaking, it, it's not a bad, a tough schedule, but you get you can't do what they do and expect to win because their margin of error really is, is pretty thin. But, uh, you know, I'm curious how they, how they respond uh, against the Saints. Because uh, this is a good defense again, not a great offense, but you still can't have some of the bonehead plays you have and, and expect to win. Mike, I would imagine that percentage-wise, the Colts game Sunday makes up about forty percent, right, of what ultimately that Browns defense has given up so far 
probably six games. Yeah, did somewhere in a, that did neighborhood too. Did good, but just over a thousand yards in five games, and they laid four fifty six on them, which was pretty impressive. Hey, you mentioned this, and rightly so. I'm I'm kind of selfish in terms of why I want the Colts to be relevant in terms of winning games and to be talked about as still being competitive with the schedule they have remaining is I'm not ready, Mike. I am not ready during the season to start talking about and debating and being critical of or lack thereof of Anthony Richardson conversation, whether or not he's going to be durable enough to last for the long-term future because I know that's coming in the offseason and it's going to go on until about this point next year and I'm just not I'm not ready to have that conversation now so I want the Colts to remain relevant good and competitive now on some level so we don't have to go to that point well the first the first topic you'll have you know dominating your your shows will be Marvin Jr. and can they get in position for Marvin Jr. what's it going to take to move up to get Marvin Jr.? That'll be the first one. Then the next one will be Richardson. And whenever somebody says, do you think they're going to change how they call plays? I say, no. I mean, no. Not at all. You'll, you'll try to minimize risks. But this is who you drafted. So, let's, yeah, let, let's hold on that until at least the, 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 the exit interviews, press conference in, in January. Uh, and, again, this season is still there for them to – they're going to be entertaining, but beyond that, you want them to 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 to, to win. You know, you got you got the Saints, and then you got Carolina, then you got New England and Germany, and you know, and it's it, it's just not a daunting schedule. But you can't do what they've done the last two weeks: eight turnovers in two games. Are you crazy? You can't do that. So take care of your business and don't help these teams that need help. Yeah, it, it's funny to look at it that way. And you brought up Marvin Harrison Jr. And I, I want this has been my take on this because we do have a lot of people out there. And this is just kind of a losing mentality of a fan base. And, and, and again, I've dealt with this with the Pacers, too, and really with everybody, because other than the Boilermakers in the regular season, we've been a group of losers. The teams we've watched have lost more times than they have in here in recent history. And I bring this up all the time regarding Marvin Harrison Jr. I go out and win games and then worry about that blank coming yep. up in the offseason. And why in the world could Chris not cobble together some sort of package to get up to where you need to be to draft what you want? I mean, damn, Mike, everybody else does it. I mean, Howie Roseman does whatever he wants and gets whoever he wants and is lauded, and then he wins by doing that. But around here, it's, well, we got to be really sucky to get up there. They have the opportunity. <laughs> no, my ass. Get up there if you're Chris and you're that good, as people say, and find a way to get the damn guy that you need. How hard is that? Well, it, it, it's it's hard, and you're going to give up a bunch of draft picks, which we know that's not the way they do <laughs> things. But, yeah, but, great. But no, but still, if, if this is a guy that you think this is the guy, I realize it's a receiver, which yes. I don't want to say they, they don't value here, but they don't value. My man better change his attitude, too, because you know Shane Steichen wants that. Uh, you know, oh, I mean, he better change. I, I mean, I'm assuming the attitude's been changed. You, you know Jim Ursay wants it. I mean, you know that. So the further, obviously the further down you are, the, high, the more it's going to take to get up there. But, but teams get up there all the time. Now, what it takes to get to number four from where you are, 
But but again, that, that that's a that, that that's a topic for you know December January. Uh, you can't if, if you've got that mentality now, then you start dumping players before the trade deadline. You get rid of DeForest Buckner. You get rid of Kenny Moore. Guys, you know Buck's not in the contract here, but Kenny is. You get rid of Grover, who's suspended. And, and but here you are at three and four, and all of a sudden. AFC is a mess after you get past about three teams. You know, Buffalo's four and three. They lose tonight, and, and, and they're in trouble. So, yeah, it's all of a sudden this season is, is more than I think a lot of us thought it could be, and that's even without Richardson. It's it's still there. We saw enough last week of what they can do. You know, Josh Downs is a player. He is a player. Michael Pittman, you know, it's funny. Rick and I always argue. We had a good argument on Sunday about Pittman. I think he's, a good, I think he's a pretty good player. I don't think he's a one, but that's. I think he's a really good player. Yeah. So, and, and and again, if you don't want to bring him back, how are you going to re, how are you going to replace him? You know, it's going to be hey, expensive. So, yeah, hey Mike, so. Mike, I don't know if you're on this with me right now, but I, I think Chris has two moves to make in this case and they need another wide receiver. You bring back Michael Pittman Jr., great. You have Josh Downs, fantastic. But you have to do – there's nothing in free agency that's going to make this thing better. So you either put together some type of trade – and I've I've hoped for disgruntled diva wide receivers, whether it's Justin Jefferson or anybody else, because that's – the way you think about that, that's how Philly put together their situation getting A.J. Brown. And look where Mike Vrabel is right now still – disgruntled about that move but you either trade for somebody uh, and again easier said than done or you draft somebody but either way Mike that has to happen this off will not happen via anybody in free agency that's what with when you've got the quarterback you got to surround him with guys and and they've got some good people around him they need more around him and that one that one you know, Josh Allen t- has taken off sort of when they got Stephon Diggs. But, yeah, it, it hurts when you get the guy because what you have to give up or whatever, but that's that's what it takes to get elite players. Now, whether they're going to go and, and do something like that, I don't know. There will be it, – it's a really, really good free agent class with wide receivers. Oh, a lot of those guys will never see the market. You'll have chances. You'll have opportunities. It's how much do you want to give up. Uh I think again, Rick and I disagree. I think you bring Pittman back because I think he's people want. We, yeah. we talked. People want more than what he is. People want him. We talked. He's like Miles Garrett. You want more, but this is who he is. He's pretty damn good. He's just not what you want more. But having said that, he's had he's had like seven different starting quarterbacks. So how do you really judge him? But yes, yeah, they need they need another top-line receiver, which, again, is easier said than done, but teams find a way to do it. And that's to, to, for this offense with Richardson to take that next step. You need that that next guy. Maybe Pittman's a lot better if you've got a, a a 1 or a 1A next to him. Who knows? But that's And that's what they have to do in the offseason, which will get there, but you hope that there's reason. I, I think Alec Pierce will be fine. <laughs> I really do. But you need you need one more guy that, that's really a difference maker, and we'll see how they can get that. So Mike Chapel of CBS 4 and Fox 59 on the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline. Quickly before I let you go, 
Uh, seemed like a large amount of did not participate injury situations as of yesterday. What's it look like for today? And maybe looking ahead, looking forward to Sunday, what may may that look like with the the active inactive list on Sunday? I saw four guys that didn't. Uh, Zach Moss was limited today. I think we'll see. Have a better idea tomorrow. But four guys again didn't practice second day in a row. Juju, one of them. I don't think he plays for a week or two. Maybe maybe a little longer. Uh, Eric Johnson, the tackle with with an ankle. Yeah. Uh, Kylan Granson with a concussion. He did not practice. That's two days, I think, in a row, which is not, certainly not a good sign. So, yeah, I think there's four guys that did not practice today that probably are not going to play on Sunday. Uh, Braden so Smith, Mike Chapel, the right there. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I talk to Rick every every Sunday afternoon, <laughs> every Monday morning, as much as I can, he's a, he's man. I, 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 I lean on him, and I yeah. love talking to him. Well, we and we do. I'm with you, and, and that's not so much how he believes in Michael Pittman Jr. I'm with you on that, um, certainly. Well, but, but, but I, I guess what I, what I tell people, I said then, then who? It's kind of like you don't like your quarterback. Well, who are you going to get? I'm not talking about Minshew, but I'm, you know, it, it, it's yeah. so easy to get rid of guys. And here's a guy that Chris Ballard absolutely loves. He loves. I mean, he, he really likes Michael Pittman for all the things. And it's it just don't re-sign him and get somebody else. Well, who? who? Give me give yeah. me two or three names that that are viable names. Well, trade for Justin Jefferson, trade for Devontae Adams, and all that. Well, give me something realistic, and and we we can talk about it. And but you know, Rick Rick Rick's very very uh, steadfast in his opinion, and I I respect that. I yeah. just in, in this one, I don't agree, but that's why it's so fun talking to Rick. So Mike Chapel right there. Mike, I'll see you up at the press box on Sunday, buddy. Thank you. Looking forward to it. Mike Chapel of CBS 4 and Fox 59. Kipps Pub, Allisonville Road. We're going over the, uh, what was the uh, Jim Blossom song? Allison Road, right? Yes, oh, Allisonville Road. Allison Road. Allison Jim Road. Blossom. I'm going right to change there. it now. It's Allison Road. Let me take a break. We'll come back. Kipps Pub, Larcity Bourbon Locks, Luna Azul, Tequila Shots. It is a week eight we did earlier in a tavern tour stop as well. Harris Hoosier Park race of the day, 50-50. Betting and dining from Harris Hoosier Park Racing and Casino in Anderson. It's coming up in a couple of minutes. 93.5107.5 The Fan. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. The Ride with JMV. Excuse me, Robo. Any special message for all the kids watching at home? Stay out of trouble. 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. You know, I mentioned Kip's Pub. We're doing this on a Larcity Bourbon Locks, Luna Zool Tequila Shots, and a combination of a tavern tour. Brent Halverson, our betting analyst. Hey, Billy, what's up over there with the Evan Williams shirt on? Well done out of you. Looking good, man. No doubt about that. Hey, tomorrow, Bud Light Blue Friday is at the back nine. We'll play some golf, give away Saints Colts tickets tomorrow. Bud Light Blue Friday, our friends from Zinc at the back nine, right down there off of I-70 Morris Street. Uh, you can see it, too. I'd love to see you guys down there. Uh, meantime, I mentioned we're at Kipps today, and Brent, this has been absolutely outstanding, and Wendy is here. And I ask this question every time I meet somebody named Wendy. 
Did you, because obviously Purple Rain was a huge film and album. Did anybody oh, ever? Wendy and Lisa? Yes. Oh, all did the you time. Ever get, <laughs> did, they ever, did they ever go into Wendy? Yes, Lisa. No, Is the could, water warm yet? I could recite it in my sleep. Yes, now. Lisa. Yes. Shall we begin? I'm an 80s kid. Yes, so, Lisa. Yeah. Oh, man. Yep. That's awesome. I always wanted to date a girl named Wendy just because of that. Yeah, that Prince is my my favorite, all-time favorite anyway, so I don't mind at all. That's mm. awesome. That's <laughs> great. Computer Blue is the song right there. Look at you. You're a deadhead, though. That's you. I See, you, you could recite all like the deadhead Prince lyrics, though. And oh, I'd like to go all day long. We don't hold another show for that. <laughs> hey, Wendy, thanks for having us today. Thank you for coming. How are things going? Things are going great. Um, obviously, you've seen we've made a lot of changes. We're improving things all the time. Um, menu changes, drink changes, adding more bourbons. This place did not have a great um, bourbon selection. I mean, it was okay, but now you got to have an old distillery in the fold, yep, which is awesome. Yep. We've got that. Added some things there. Um, yeah, obviously the stage. We're trying to really be um, a place for sports and entertainment, live entertainment, things like that, as well as the fourteen tables that are doing league. Six nights a week. You've got at the APA serious Valley. pool players in here. Like, yes. Guys got backpacks on oh, with yeah. pool cues in there. Yeah. yeah, they mean business. These are great tables. They're diamond tables. So, the best in the biz as far as that goes. Um, that's what they will play on in Vegas. We do a lot of the tourneys before that. No um, drinks on the tables. No drinks on the Don't tables. Don't get the drinks no, near no, the no. tables. No, no, no. Never. See, that's what it's like when you're in the studio with us. No drinks near the equipment. Yes. Ever. No drinks in the DJ booth, too, but I've never been that, able to do that. I'm violating that policy right now. But, yeah, sometimes there's an exception. Never an exception here. Though. Yes, yes. I love the stage. The, yeah. the stage is awesome, you, too. So you. are you guys doing some music in here now, too, right? Um, almost, every, almost every Saturday. That's so awesome. we have live bands almost every Saturday. This, night, this Saturday we're doing uh, Tyler Robling. And I don't know, there's a, a, one of them that everybody loves around here is the Tommy Baldwin Trio. Oh, yeah. yeah. Tommy Baldwin So awesome. Tommy will be here um, on 1028. Um, I'm sorry, on... 11-11, and then he's also going to do our New Year's, um, our New Year's Eve party. So well, that's great, and, and the great Kelly Eisenhower who just Kelly Eisenhower, Eisenhower shout out here for many right over years. there, Allison and Kelly Eisenhower hanging out up there. He's one of the best one man bands I've ever seen. Yes, so yes. love to have a chance We're to see excited. him in a suit. Yeah, we absolutely. love having him. It's great. I'm yeah. going to have him do an acoustic version of Computer Blue. Can you do that? Oh, see, I, I knew he could. Yeah, he's, uh, oh, I knew he's he could. He's the human jukebox. <laughs> oh, yeah. He knows everything. How many songs, Kelly? 2000. 2000? Man. It's kind of like you. Yeah, but, yeah but, but but he can do what, I mean. He can play I, I have a blind spot a little bit, Kelly. I mean, you get out of, you get out of the 70s, 80s, and 90s, and I may struggle a little bit. So, yeah. <laughs> if you go to the Grateful Dead or somebody like that, I'm Ooh, really hey, I'll, I'll pick And I apologize, there. man. We can work I well may, together, you know. I may struggle with that a little bit. So, even with Touch of Grey, I'd probably struggle well, with that. Well, you still got it. So, you, got, you got a little touch of gray, though. I am. I noticed that. And they cut my hair the other day. I said, what is this? Um, all right. So you got that coming up, too, and hermit crab races. It's in the works. In, the, in works. the works. We, um, we got a timetable? We probably, either November or December, we should, if we can get our MC worked out. Um, Sonny's crab racing is legendary in the, in the crab racing business, if they believe there is one. That's awesome. Um, he was always the guy to do it. And he came in here one time. We had a great time. And then he retired. And so I, we've been buying his tables and some things like that. He's been cheered kind of in the background, kind of helping us get it started. So. Is the hermit crab racing business fairly lucrative is what you're saying here? <laughs> I wouldn't yeah. say it's lucrative, but uh, it brings it brings the people. So I love it. Love. About it's, like so, that. it's so Wait, stupid it works. Where yes. do you get your hermit crabs? Um, I mean, some of them we'll get from the pet store. Sometimes there's a place in Florida that you can get them. They, they just ship them to you. So, 
Yeah. You can go to the beach, probably get a couple and paint our own shells. I get, love like, hermit sucks. Hermit Don't you love? Oh, yeah. Look, JMV sucks on his shell in yeah. there. He'd be JMV slow. sucks He'd on. Yes, slow. he would. <laughs> He'd be asleep in there. He'd go, hey, wake, hey, wake up. <laughs> We'll get up, you're going to raise, Hermit Crab. We'll on one for you for the first game. <laughs> well, we'll have so. to talk, too, because I'd love to. I mean, I'd love to. I mean, well, we might have to come out and do some uh, yes. we'll, we'll do some commentary for it. We could. Oh, be great. I'll that. be the play-by-play. Absolutely. That. Color commentary right there. <laughs> and we could, uh, no no gambling, right? So we could bet for points, and then the point well, I don't know about that no gambling thing here. Yeah, yeah, we'll figure that. it out. Yeah. We'll figure it out. No, that's a heck of an idea right there. Yeah. Well, no, very exciting what you guys have done here. I mean, hats off to you. I mean, again, just walking in, just the feel of the place is unreal. And again, we talk about taverns, and this is part of our tavern tour. Yeah. Going to places that are tried and true. This is one of them. It's been around for how, how long? 30 years. 30 years. Wow. Okay. So right around 30. So. Exciting. Now it's got a fresh new energy and vibe yeah. that you brought We're to it. We're never going to take the Kip's name away, though. So. No, no, yeah. no. That's part of it. You know, yeah. that is part of it, though. But again, what you guys have done with the everything from walking in the doors just the overall feel. Uh, the menu looks awesome, what's, too. What's great on the menu? What's your favorite? Oh, boy. Um, um, well, the Kip's Dip's always fun. Everybody likes that. Um, I like, what is my favorite? I'm trying to think. I eat everything here. so But the uh, Philly steak and cheese is probably one of my favorites. I like it. Yes, Kip's yes. Dip. Kip's Delicious dip. queso yep. mixed with taco meat. And we've also got fish and chips. We've got... Pastas, we've got a little bit of everything. So, and all your great bar foods, your your tried and true. So, what are your I brought hours? you samples too. Whenever well, you want, we're gonna we're gonna go get them. Bring it over here. <laughs> what, what, how, what are your hours? Uh, Monday through well, Sunday we're open till midnight, three to midnight. Monday through Wednesday we're open till two, and then Thursday, Friday, Saturday we're open till three. So three to three. Awesome. Yeah. Wendy, thank you for having us. Yeah, thank you, thank you very thank much. It's Wendy. Ask for great. Wendy here at Kip's Pub. Chris is here as well, and so is Ryan. But great spot, Brent. Thanks for having hey, us here, this, buddy. Hey, this is awesome. Great. I'm, I'm honored to be here. You know, a quick fun fact. Okay. I've done probably uh, 12 to 15 fantasy football drafts here. <laughs> Um, you got Mr. There's America the, right there. That is the, that. That is that the, is the uh, Kip's dip, dip right there. there. We'll do That's that. happening right in front of you. You're watching that video YouTube. I better not. i got to continue to talk this. Thank you, though. So, so yeah, I've done probably later. 12 to yeah. 15 fantasy drafts right in that back room, and it wasn't ever as good looking as this. So, uh, again, hats off to you. Thank Looks you. wonderful. Yes. Thank you. We appreciate um, it. Well, I'm honored to have brands in here. And, uh, again, come on in and support this wonderful place right here. Wendy, you, you built a great thing. Plus, the Red Room, also down yes. in Broad Ripple. Broad Ripple. Another spot. Yes. Yeah, yeah, it's my other spot. Good friend so. Eric Kenton, a fellow Packer fan. Yes, Eric my Kenton's partner in crime. And How long has the Red Room so. been there? The Red Room's been there longer than me. Um, we purchased it in 2013, but I think they were open probably close to 10 years before that. Yeah, Red Room. So, so. did they, they get that from The Shining? <laughs> There's a lot of reasons. Everybody has a, um, an idea or yeah. thought why it's. Well, whenever you hear so. Red Room, that's. Yeah. Yeah. Red Room, Red Room. Especially this time of year with the Shining yeah, being a yeah. horror film great. right there. Thank you, Wendy. Thank you. That Thank is you Wendy. Everyone. Ask Appreciate for Wendy it. up here at Kip's Pub. Quick break. We'll come back and uh, we'll have your Harris Leisure Park race of the day. 50 50 betting and dining. Harris Leisure Park Racing and Casino in Anderson. Up next, 93 5 107 the fan. The Ride with JMV. Son, you got a panty on your head. You drive fast, eh? 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. 
Uh, thank you all for joining us inside the Winshuler Spreadable Cheeses Lounge, YouTube Live. Uh, Winshuler's, thank you, Chris, for bringing it out. I think Sherry Anno's actually out there talking to Michelle, but she also brought some as well. Winshuler Spreadable Cheeses, original, sharp, bacon and cheddar, and pepper jack. Great for any occasion, including a tailgate, winshulers.com. For uh, ideas, somebody told me that there's a macaroni and cheese recipe winshulers.com Meyer and Kroger locations I mentioned this down at my Kroger in Bargersville just restocked with Winshulers. I'm going to tell you what's going to really make me mad if I go in there tomorrow for example and you guys have not put a significant dent into that especially on on the side of my hometown team right there let's go to work on Winshulers down in Bargersville but again Meyer and Kroger locations winshulers.com for more information today, the Harris Hoosier Park race of the day won by Jason, the winning horse. Oh, help me, baby. Oh, help me, baby. I've said that a couple of different times. Paid $27, $2 bet, $2 exacta, went for $4.30.60. And the 50 cent trifecta, a robust $3.37.50. Your Harris Hoosier Park race of the day. Tuesday through Friday right here. And, of course, racing going on at Harris Hoosier Park, racing at Casino and Anderson until the second week of December. A big Friday and Saturday up there coming up. Uh, our friend Tony Renz and I were out hanging yesterday, Brent. Uh, Friday and Saturday up there with the uh, Breeders' Crown going on. And then Jake Query and I will be at the Horseshoe in Shelbyville on Saturday afternoon for their champions event too. So big weekend. I saw that. You're there like what, uh -huh. 12 to 2 like yeah. next Saturday. Right? Yeah, That's 12 awesome. until 2. That's awesome. Coming up so on Saturday. You, uh, what, Me and Jake. What, what's your what's your run of show there? Well, I don't know what's going to happen, okay. but we'll just feel it out. Kind of do it right That's then and right do, there. Man. Yeah. That's what you do. Harris Hoosier Park race of the day. One final one coming up tomorrow. And a Bud Light Blue Friday is at the back nine down off of Morris there. We'll be giving away Saints Colts tickets on a Bud Light Blue Friday. Our friends from Zinc. That is tomorrow. Brent, we have a special guest here. We do. Big time listener to the show. She is. And she wanted to bring on a couple of uh, opinions regarding well, sports. We gotta, Allison, we gotta, I would tell you this. Yes. I mean, Allison, Allison Metzler, welcome. welcome. Thank to you. The show. Hi, guys. She has been. Well, hi, Shannon. She has been. She's awesome. And she has the sports knowledge. She does. That, to back it up. That, you have to back it up. It's awesome. Dudes everywhere. She's a big Michigan fan, Dudes though. everywhere. Oh, well, that's I a problem. I don't know what we should talk about. You're Michigan. cheating all over the place on that. It's know. a little rough right now. It's a little uh, rough. It is Jim will get rough. through it. Jim will get through it this season. See, I hate the state of Michigan, but I do love Wynn Schuler's, and that's in Michigan. Well, do you like the state, or do you just like the university? Uh, the whole state. The state of Michigan is kind of an armpit. Are you kidding? Oh, what what about Ohio? Let's talk about well, that. That's, that's an armpit, the armpit. Too. I don't that like it either. That is the worst. That's no, compar that's no comparison. Michigan <laughs> has the UP. It has Detroit. The UP. It's always cold up there. There's no fun. That is true. That is true. I am not a The armpit's cold. northwest. Yeah, the, the region is the armpit. Yeah. Well, fair enough. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. All right. Give us a couple of sports takes then. Uh, I mean, obviously, Michigan is going to win the national championship oh, this year, they, unless they play Georgia. That's pretty strong. <laughs> well, that's a, that's a good point as well. <laughs> unless they play Georgia. What about NFL? So you take a look. Take a look at that sheet right there. Let's, let's see. Let's see what you got right okay, here. Okay, so let's see. We have, uh, and I've had the pleasure of, of watching some football games. Okay. With Allison uh -huh. over here, and she's dialed in, man. Like, I, like I look over, and I'm like, oh, you, you told me this? last week you were impressed with her football knowledge. I was very impressed. I mean, she's throwing out stats from, you know, like you. You'll bring up the '86 uh, Dolphins, and and, and she doesn't <laughs> there say. There are certain things, okay? It was, it's, you sink or swim. You either join it, or your life is miserable. If yes. you want to. Uh, 
but it's enjoyable. It is enjoyable. Absolutely. It's fun. You got, what's your, what's your hot pick this week? What do you got for week eight? We'll put this down. Well, who was, is your football the, team the Colts here, Allison? Yes, it is. Oh, okay. The NFL is, yes, the Colts. Oh, I got you. All right. But, um, you know, luckily we got rid of Matt Ryan. I didn't say that. Well, you know, the, the, the quarterback. Well, he's got a good gig. He's okay. He got paid and got a good <laughs> he gig. He's all, we're good. all right. I think we're he knows. Okay. All he had to do is look in the mirror, Love look at highlights, and know that he sucked last year. So he's good. He did. Bless his heart. We're yes. going to go with. We're, you know, and I can't stand the Chiefs because of Taylor Swift and Brittany Mahomes. You don't like Taylor Swift or Brittany Mahomes? I love Taylor Swift as a oh, person. Are you a Swifty? I, I enjoy her because she's a good role model to my daughters. Like okay. Two daughters. Cool. But I don't like that her tickets to her concert are 500 bucks a pop. For you know, she's going to make $3.4 billion this That's year. incredible. It's insane. It's Is stupid. That, I thought it was yeah. a joke. How many, how many bands of the 70s or 80s would have to put together all of their total profit right from concerts all of it together to equal that i would say all of them look probably all of them <laughs> all seriously of them, yeah, right. every band from 1970 from to 1979 absolutely yeah. Yeah. But i also feel like you are a role model to little girls so you but anyway now she's on football stuff yeah. and i'm like bye let her be a fan with her boyfriend yeah. we don't need to see her cheering every but the, play but they get extra eyeballs they watching that, that is true eyeballs, yeah. so i've heard new crowd out there i've heard this was a strategic in. move to get more, a different dynamic, a different generation sure. into football, which cool, that's yeah. fine. But let's just watch the game. We don't need to see oh, Taylor I, I, cheering. I am so you like Kansas City you. over Denver? Is I what do. You're saying. I Ooh, do. That's my Larson lock of the week. Too, that is so a that lock. Makes me happy. She dialed in, bro. Yeah. I'm telling you, she's dialed in. Uh, so. Mahomes is he's he's good, man. I he is good. He sounds like Kermit the Frog. <laughs> a little bit. But, you don't have to sound good to be. But good. I don't. Care, I mean, but you can throw that ball exactly where it needs to go. Oh so yeah. I, I got to give him credit where it's due. Who does Michigan play this weekend? Oh gosh, That's do we know? As a big Michigan fan, are you? I mean, hey, well, wait a minute. Who, no, did, wait, who? who did? Who did Michigan videotape last week? week? That's who they play this week. Who did Michigan videotape last week? Because that's who they're going to play uh, that's this That's what week. they do, who obviously. They're just a bunch of cheaters. <laughs> when did they buy tickets to last week? Yeah, no. Michigan State. Yeah, yeah, so, well, yeah. No, they, Everyone's after Jim. They you always got, are. Yeah. So you got IU, Penn State. You got Purdue, Nebraska coming up this weekend. Notre Dame and Pittsburgh. Part of the uh, college football schedule as well. So you got to come out more often and hang with I us. I would love Absolutely. to. You, you like guys the, are so uh, fun. Larsky Bourbon Locks, Luna Zul Tequila Shots kind of Thursday, right? You know I love me some tequila. Awesome. There's no doubt about well, Why we're speaking Luna about Luna Zul Tequila. No, that's right. That's a good call right Thank there, Thank you very too. much. And uh, so next week, we are going to be uh, at Coach's Tavern, Tommy Sutton, Tommy S. Tommy S. We're downtown. We'll be down, for, uh, down to see Tommy next Thursday yep. for our Larceny Lock Luna Zul Shot Show. Looking forward to getting back to coaches because it's been uh, it's been a year since we've been it's there. It's been John. a minute, so uh, hey, not a better place. And he just got some new TVs in there too. I'm looking forward to seeing that. Uh, he just got back friend. from Mexico not long ago. He's too, engaged right? now. Is he really? Oh, yeah, Tommy's Tommy engaged. Yes. He's excited because Minnesota excited. from last week and Kirk Cousins. You know what? The Spice Channel, Kirk Cousins, the, man. The Come downside on. to this whole thing, John, is the Packers play the Vikings this weekend, yeah. and if. What happens, which I think is going to happen. Yeah. I think the Vikings might pull one out. I'm going to hear it pretty heavy. You're going to hear it heavy. No doubt about that. Coach's Tavern. Allison, thank you for joining us. Thank you, guys. That is Allison. She hangs out at Kips. You can see her up here watching football as well. Hey, I want to thank Wendy and Chris and Ryan. You guys have been spectacular. What a great afternoon here. It's been a combination of Larcity Bourbon Locks, Luna Zool Tequila Shots, and our Tavern Tour Stop. Next Thursday, Brent and I again will be at Coach's Downtown Dev. Shout out to you as well, Jacob. Thank you very much. James, back in the studio. 
studio tomorrow. Hey, look, you know his son plays for the Orlando Magic. He is really good. I wonder if he's listening to the show right now. This is Gary Harris Sr. standing out good there. Dude. Nice. Great. Hey, tomorrow, Bud Light Blue Friday's got us at the back nine. Saints Colts tickets. you got to get there and get signed up. We begin at three at the back nine. With Bud Light Blue Friday tomorrow. You guys have been spectacular. Win Schuler, Spreadable Cheeses Lounge via YouTube Live. Have a great evening. Talk to you tomorrow at 3, 93.5, 107.5, The Fan.